All right, you're going to go without? Yeah, I'll get a shot. Okay. Are we live? Well, I mean, we are whenever we say we are, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, Badass Records, episode six. And I don't remember why exactly, but going back to 1985, Miss Jack's Somerset School, uh, I remember somebody in the whatever crowd we used to roll with used to say, Matthew T. Gronky. Do you remember that? I mean, it's, I know it's I E. Know. <laughs> it's E, right? Matthew, your Meg, Matthew yeah, Edward. Ma- yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember the T. No, but like in fifth grade. Yeah, but you don't remember jam the jamming on the one club either. The Takeo <laughs> Keller stuff. You'd be like jamming, jamming, jamming on the <laughs> no. one. So yeah. I, was tr- I was trying to think earlier about the Jacks Tracy split and who hung with who. I don't think I have the fifth grade yearbook. No. Uh, somehow, for some reason, I have like uh, kindergarten one, two, three, four, and I think fifth. Okay, my kid. Oh, no, not man. fifth. Yeah, my kids have like one a piece, and they're <laughs> fifth grade and second grade. It's like totally have dropped the ball. I mean, I wish we would have <laughs> yeah. been ordering two for every year so they could have them. But you're next to Asher Gelbart in his oh, yeah. awesome vest and his mullet, <laughs> uh, and then we had Takeo and Lishka. And I mean, I don't know that we like necessarily kind of hung with Asher, um, but I like over his house, yeah, like in early years, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Utrecht and Hero and Chris Holt and uh, Schofield. <laughs> I think I remember. Um, gosh, wow! Um, look at you. <laughs> yeah, I had a pretty awesome uh, sleeveless uh, shirt. Thanks, Mom. I remember Scott Gabriel used to go over to his house. Yeah. Um, I threw up in his house. Nice. Because <laughs> uh, we were eating, uh, it was like raw vegetables, and this the first time I tried like raw onions and dipping it in stuff. Oh, and my. Then, and of course, I threw up in his house and nice. I go home. Well, is uh, Jeremy Birch on that <clears throat> page? Miss uh, Jacks? Jeremy Birch. Uh... Oh, he's on. Is no. he in Mr. Tracy? Wait. Where is he? Oh yeah, he's on our. He's in. Yeah, yeah. I remember his dad was a mechanic, and my mom like had some work, had him do some work on her car, and then it was like worse or not fixed or something, and so they went back to look at it, and he had like supposedly put a golf tee in this hole (laughs) in the engine. It was like what? Yeah, (laughs) I don't think that's the only thing he did, but. Actually, like uh, speaking of, of doing floors with my friend, like I uh, actually did Jeremy Birch's parents' house. They're still alive and around. Um, this is probably about five years ago. They lived. I, I feel Prairie like Village. you could see their house from the corner of the playground <laughs> or the soccer field or something at Somerset. Like uh, they were close. They were by you guys. Yeah, I think they're up on the hill. Okay. And one of those little right I live over there. We used to live um, off of like. Uh, blender and stuff yeah yeah that was funny because i walked in there i was like i know you guys from somewhere and then he started like saying something and i looked at i saw a picture and i was like oh you're jeremy birch's parents and he's like oh yeah wow and he actually told him that i was working on his floor and jeremy's like hey yeah tell him i said hi and oh stuff. funny yeah it was awesome this was like five years ago yeah wow i guess yeah i think he's got kids and married and sure just like everybody else mm-hmm. except for me <laughs> <laughs> There's Julie Sill. Uh-huh. Collins. 
Who wrote on uh, Mrs. Jax's face? Was oh, I, no. I think it was like <laughs> Takeo or Schofield or. Oh, oh. Well, I, I'm going to get the wrong one. I didn't even see Mr. Tracy's class. Yeah. You remember his, his I remember too, science, because he would come to our room to do like science. And he, I, I remember two sayings that he, that were like famous of his. Do you remember what they were? I know it sounds familiar. He would say, "There's an, I think it's an organism, like a mic- microcosmic <laughs> organism called the trilobite," and he always used to say, "Our little friends, the trilobite." <laughs> uh, and then when he would talk about space and distance, he would say, "Further and further Trapper, away, further and further." <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think that was the first year we switched classes. Like we were getting Mm. ready for to uh, get ready for middle school. We changed classes, whatever. So uh, my mom's second marriage ended the spring of '85, and we were in Atlanta. And she asked us what we wanted to do. And I remember we were sitting on like, I mean, this couch was the living room couch for the house that they bought and we moved into in 1982. I mean, it's been every, it's been, it's been at your house. I mean, it's been around. (laughs) It's still got broken. I mean, there's a cinder block for one of the back legs because it broke from a party and (laughs) still looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I cleaned it pretty good when I, the basement was redone, but, um, so we came back and we had no place to live. So we were, we lived with a friend of my mom's for a little bit and then we moved, I don't know why, but we had to move to a different friend of my mom's and, um, and then we moved in with my aunt Susie over on Windsor and Somerset. Was it Somerset? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was in the get, corner. Yeah. 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 I remember that. Um, but that was, I wanted to look at Mr. Jackson's class. <laughs> Cynthia Archer. Jamie Brennan, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Right? Yeah. Like a long time ago. I think it was like middle school, maybe. Man, and uh, like a minivan, their minivan rolled or something. For some reason, I'm thinking some car ran off a bridge and landed on top of them, but that could be yeah, an it's exaggeration or, or somewhere kids. in the middle of our two. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Graff, um, Jason Kane, Jay Casson, Amy Lingenfelter. Robert Leishman. Whatever happened to him? He must have known. Uh, I saw him on Facebook not too long ago. Oh, really? Canyon Lou? Yeah. Puget. Uh, I see Roger the Plumber Vans around. I'm like... <laughs> Bill uh, Steenberg and Joe Walker, Nate Walton. My God. I was thinking, uh, was Mindy Cartwright still in there? I mean, I know that name, but... I, know she came, I think she came around like fifth grade, maybe? Oh yeah, right yeah. in between Terry Browning and Rachel Dennis. <laughs> yeah, she's my first girlfriend. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then was she around? Was she around for sixth grade, seventh grade? Um, yeah, I think so. But um, did she make it all the way to East? I believe so. Okay. I don't really remember, but um, I remember in grade school, people were like, she had a list of guys that wanted to be her boyfriend or whatever. And somehow I made the list, and hey, we got to hold hands on oh a boy. field trip oh and boy. all that. And then she broke up with me for Nate Wall, I think it was. Mm. <laughs> Thanks, Nate. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my my first girlfriend was 
then too, Rebecca Munchnik. Oh yeah. And then I don't remember. I mean, we were like boyfriend and girlfriend, like almost the whole school year. And then one of us did, I don't know. I feel like I probably did something that upset her and she broke up with me. And then I started dating (laughs) Andrea bus like right near the end of the school year. And then she had her folks had like a pool party and there was like, I don't know, 10 or 12 of us. And I mean, she kept, swimming up and kissing me and sticking her tongue in my mouth. And I was like, this is sloppy and awkward. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. Maybe that was Rebecca Braverman's pool party. Remember mm, that one? Maybe. Like everybody was kissing each other and the parents came out and were like, stop it. I'm going to go home. <laughs> maybe it was that one. <laughs> Probably because of how aggressive Andrea Buss's tongue was. <laughs> oh, it's funny because I always remember just weird stuff like... Um, I remember where Rebecca Braverman used to live for mm-hmm. the pool party. Okay. Like off Lee Boulevard and right by the old Atchides. Yeah. Um, Didn't Lishka sack there for a while? Who? Didn't, you remember Lishka, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't he, wasn't he, didn't he sack groceries there for a minute at one point since he was right across uh, the street? I think so. Okay. I did. You did? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was where everybody went to sack <laughs> before Hen House. Yeah. It was called, it was Atchides and it called Broadmoor. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the guy's name, but. Um, yeah, it was wow. an easy job. Yeah, I mean, not to get ahead of ourselves, but do you have a concrete number in your head of how many of us were sackers at Hen House? <laughs> Eight, nine, I don't know. Well, even like my friend Ryan was a sacker there. Which one? Oh, for real? The yeah. Wood Floors Halloween, Florida, <laughs> yeah. Disney? I was what? like, what? Wow. Frank Bardwell, Lee Snavely, Greg Frost. Yeah. Uh, such employee. Pam. Remember yeah. Pam? She was like the one you could go to. Like, hey Pam. She'd be like, I don't know what the fuck ever. Like, that's all right. But then if Frank, oh man. He was scary. No such a, yeah, Greg Frost was very intimidating too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just super busy and moving a million miles an hour, always dressed to the nines <laughs> and his glasses. And, yeah. I mean. I, was, I made a lot of money at that job though. Like, yeah. I had my first savings account. And, yeah. Um, I mean, such an awkward thing to, like even at, I mean, not that we were that young anymore, but uh, I mean, it was pretty common knowledge for us. And so it had to be for the customers, adults too, that like not like any other grocery stores in the area had sackers that would take it out for you and it kind of expect a tip. Mm-hmm. And obviously not everybody would tip, you know, yeah. curse those pushing your two-wheeler back, <laughs> motherfucker. But um, pretty wild, like... Well, because the only grocery stores that were around were, um, I can't even remember. Like, uh, is there a Safeway like a, in the village? Uh, I think so. Maybe like Dolls over there off like 91st and Metcalf. And then, because uh, there used to be, I remember where the Hen House is, it used to be across the street in the shopping center. Mm-hmm. Was like, uh, that's where Frank. Bardwell started. Oh, I believe I can barely remember. Probably another like a, balls store. Yeah, it was like a <clears throat> really, I don't know, just a weird store. And I think, yeah, when Henhouse opened, that was like that was the shit. That was well, like, uh, man. I mean, how long has Hy-Vee been around? <clears throat> Not very long. They did they exist? Remember when the when the Chiefs and Price Chopper first partnered and Chiefs and Chopper, I mean, Hy-Vee was around then. They were brand new, right? Or yeah. not yet? Yeah, I remember Schnooks. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tra- uh, Sean Tillery worked at Schnooks. <laughs> yeah. 
the bad wab. Remember That's that right, car? Yeah. I saw his brother the other day at High Yeah, God, he's still there. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Uh, um, was there already you know that price chopper at like 75th and not quite uh metcalf on yeah. the where roth jewelry was that around when we were when hen no yeah i remember like i mean i remember our hen house being uh where that big lots is off of like warnell and um, oh wow yeah back in the days really when the piggly wiggly was around yeah on truce it, it was like a we could wood some, floor we could sometimes get piggly <laughs> wiggly beer without even a fake head of their slug whatever yeah. man. Just, <laughs> just get out yeah appreciate uh, your business man that's like almost a monopoly in the grocery <clears throat> market for that time in that area but yeah and it's it's pretty amazing like <laughs> just how like how like I don't know how to explain it like you know like like 119th Street was cornfields back oh in shit. high school I like, mean everything's just grown since. wasn't 103rd in Mission pretty much I mean yeah. Mission wasn't through like <laughs> yeah. that far yeah that's true uh and what were there used to be like stables out there mm-hmm. what were those called oh gosh it's not saddle and sirloin because that's still around but at that it's off of Holmes something. There's suburban lawn and garden was out there, but that was like the only thing that was out there. No, I thought there was like you know like a an, a well known like huge plot of land that had horses and stables. I don't know why, but it might have been. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, eighty five man, uh, Mrs. Jacks was so old <laughs> and just like. You know, Louis C.K. has a bit about what it must be like to be the hot girl at the bar. Just three lines, like the bra, the skirt, and the boots. Just And what do you do? I don't know. People want to fuck me. I go over here. They want to fuck me over here. And she was just like, her hair was always the same. Her glasses, her I feel like her dresses were always like starchy and pressed. And just like, you know, old lady shoes and pantyhose and some weird mouth things going on. She's like, why are you not retired? I mean, she's a, I think she was a smoker too. Like, uh, I think so. Yeah. Cause I think I remember one time there was like, Mr. Plumber's room was the very back. And then like, there's everybody, the sixth grade was in the back, whatever. And there was like some kind of like storeroom over here. And then you go out to recess at mm-hmm. the back door. And for some reason we accidentally opened the door to the storeroom and they're, just in there huffing down cigarettes and you know, oh shit and then like just start putting it down like get out and, I'm like... sure she had the skinny long old lady cigarettes <laughs> yeah um she I mean I feel like she was always so like I said proper and everything you know like there were but there are plenty of times where she would have like that line of lipstick across her teeth you know <laughs> just like you want so much trouble and it looks like that like seven times a day um. But I remember, I don't know what happened, but uh, conferences or some, I don't know, I got in trouble, but she ended up having a conversation with my mom and used the, fr- like she was listing a thing or two, I don't know, um, and whatever. It, it didn't end up being that big of a deal, but I think my mom talked to a couple other moms or something, and some of the other moms had this notion that like she had been a good teacher at one point, but that uh, here in recent years she had she had gone to pot. Really. And I was like, "What is you know?" Because in that like I barely <laughs> knew that drugs existed, and 
hardly knew that pot was like lingo for marijuana, but the saying doesn't, it just means garbage or trash or whatever. And I was like, this Jack's does drugs. That doesn't add up at all. <laughs> Not that I knew it, but very <laughs> bizarre. Um, but man, uh, I speaking of pot, uh, I, I was, I said on another episode, like, um, the basement of my aunt's house was just full. It had like one room in the back that was really full of our shit and boxes that spilled out and there were more boxes. And then there was like uh, a room that had like a workbench and like a desk and a chair and a radio. And uh, my, my aunt's husband was a mechanic and he was just the oddest dude ever. I mean, like, bushy black beard glasses long fingernails that were always <clears throat> greasy and yep. gross and had the mechanic outfit on all the time and i walked in there one day and he was rolling a joint and he was this is something you're not supposed to see i'm like what are you talking he's like this is marijuana and i was like and i hmm. panicked and ran <laughs> um but there was um the i guess the south side of the backyard had a big big nice fence. I mean the backyard there was nice like we could play football there's a fence that ran along it and then there was like a really thick set of bushes mm -hmm. along the east side I and then a fence the fence was behind the bushes but the bushes were like really thick and like we used to go back there and fuck around and I don't remember who I was with but I found it a porn maker. a centerfold <laughs> either a centerfold <laughs> or a whole, yeah it. yeah and it was like what you know kind of uh, chasing a baseball or hiding or something <laughs> see this what is that it's like a clearly a thing that doesn't belong in nature and just you know a <laughs> couple of branches to the face and cut on your neck and t-shirt gets snagged and you're like oh it's like paper oh it's like oh. glossy like print and then it's like oh my god it's a triple fold out <laughs> pose of a naked lady showing bush and everything i remember that yeah i can I held on to that for a long time, and then my dad <laughs> and his wife bought a place um, out of like, not Lake Quivira, but I mean, some it it like the backyard butted up against the parkourse for JUCO, mm -hmm. and I mean, you probably came over for a sleepover in the treehouse or something. But my room over there had a closet, and the closet had a crawl space that went out over the garage, and I, I transport i smuggled that centerfold who know you know <laughs> long wow. after finding it to there and then once i had it there i was like every place in here is either only a good hiding spot temporarily but sure to be found once i leave and go back to my mom's so i went out there and i'd learned like if you if you walk on the plywood you know you'll go through the floor and land in the garage and so <laughs> I, I walked a couple paces out on the joists and like you know the pitched roof and turned and like there was a you know a piece of wood in between two roof joists and I slid <laughs> it down in there and I would visit it from time to time and one time uh my dad's buddies boys were over they were over often um and we were having a sleepover in the treehouse and I, I took him up there and showed him and I mean it wasn't like long before we were back into the closet back into the room kind of making our way back downstairs and outside to where everybody else was that his dad was like approaching me he's like I need to talk to you and he, he had gone like directly to his dad and was like dad and told on me 
And I was like, you bastard. Do you have any idea of what I've gone through to keep that centerfold? And it was in the bushes <laughs> for no who knows idea, how long. Dude. Like, and I found it dry and like heart had just a couple little dew spots on it. <laughs> Fuck. Luckily my dad, had, I mean, he had a subscription to Playboy at the time. The, the current uh, issues was always on the back of the toilet and his, but I mean, I never really got to go. <laughs> Like, if I even, like, was in their room, they'd be like, what are you doing in here? Get it, you know, like, fuck, there's naked <laughs> ladies in there. Yeah, that reminds me, like, uh, I don't know if you remember uh, my neighbor across the street named Wade. I was just, Wade Laird, I was just <laughs> going to bring him up. Yep. I remember sitting on a, uh, one of those big green electrical boxes with him and you, and we were playing a game or something. Yeah, I think it was in the backyard, but, um, yeah, he introduced me to a lot of stupid shit. Like, um, like, like his dad was, uh, collected, uh, penthouses, I guess, all the time. Mm. So we'd always go in his office, you know, like his just smoky office. Mm. And, you know, back in the eighties, everything was wood panel. So it was like dark and just smelled like cigarettes and aftershave. Yeah. And we go in there and just look at his, his penthouses and we have to put them right back in the same spot, you know, like, and all that. But yeah, it was my, I think that was. Yeah, that's my probably my first introduction to. What else did magazine. he introduce you to? Oh, I mean, um, uh, I mean, he just he used to like. Uh, so you get back behind his house, used to be this wood fence, and there was kind of like a trail. Like there's a wood fence here, wood fence here, and so there was a trail, and the other neighbor to the east had just bushes, and we'd hang out in the back behind the bushes, yeah. and they had like. So we were, there's all kinds of stories, but like, um, one night we took, because we were skate, we were skateboarders, you know, and he had some extra wheels, you know, those heavy plastic yeah. rubber wheels. Yeah. And he just chucked it at the house behind and something just like crashed. Oh and my bang. God. <laughs> He's like, let's get out of here. And like, and then even one night we did, uh, used to be a cop that lived down the street. And one night we set up like one of the dark spots in the street where it was with the trees. And so we sent up like a bunch of leaves or branches on the, across the street <laughs> and put some metal pipes in the middle. Holy shit. And of course the freaking cop that lives there went and just drove right through and smashed it. And then we went running and you could see him coming back with a spotlight looking for us. And <laughs> where the fuck did you find metal pipes? I don't know. Right. It was the eighties. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Probably in our backyard. Yeah. Of crap that we collected and, Man, I remember, like I said, I remember yeah. sitting, like, playing a game, tag or something, and it was clear, like, I came over to hang out with you, and it was clear that you knew him, because he, whatever, uh, but I just remember have like, a feeling like, this dude seems a little bit aggressive. Yeah. Like, I can't put a finger on it, but, I mean, I I didn't leave, but I was just like, this, what was, what were, what was his, like, parents and sibling situation, do you remember? Uh, he's an only child. Okay. I mean, that pretty much Yeah. <laughs> Um, exactly. Uh, I remember his dad. His dad was just, uh, his name was Wynn. Wynn Laird and then uh, Shelly. I think it was Shelly, something like that, and his mom. I don't really remember, but um, he's an only child, and they were just, I don't know. I can't, I don't know how to describe them. They're just kind of like. Uh, Different. Yeah. Hmm. Just, I don't know. Not. Johnson County as it is today, right? Like a, like, yeah. a, like a white trash Johnson yeah. County. <laughs> yeah, they they slid in undetected somehow. <laughs> yeah. Like what? We've been here. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so was your 
your mom still has the place, right? She still owns it. Mm-hmm. It's seventy sixth, seventy eighth, seventy eighth. Yep. Um, and was that? I mean, was that like your like forever childhood home? Was there a place um, before it? I believe when I was a baby, I don't remember. They lived in a duplex in Olathe, I believe. Oh, sh- Olathe might... back then. Yeah, I believe there's some footage of us on like a back um, patio or something. Me and Carrie. Okay. But and then yeah, pretty much moved there. Right. Till I was eighteen. Or yeah. Whatever, but uh, where did your folks grow up? Uh, my mom grew up around um, like here Kansas okay. City, but like yeah. 55th and Woodland. Okay. Um, my dad grew up in Nevada. And the state, they, or, yeah, okay, or, yeah, like Carson City, okay. And um, they, I think they met at a like a religious school down in Texas or something. Whoa, I don't really remember. And then, yeah, then obviously met, and I think they dropped out of school and then got married and moved like up high, here, high school or college. Um, I think it's there. I know they they had me when they were like. 25 oh, okay so, the school in so texas probably i mean obviously they didn't graduate but yeah. like um so i think they like got married and came up here to get closer to my mom's parents i guess sure. i guess was that the like your your was your mom's mom the beloved grandma with pic, you had pictures of and the furniture oh, yeah. okay yeah yeah i didn't really know my dad's side of the family still don't no, did they were they i mean after he met your mom were they just still in nevada or yeah, and like his mom didn't like my mom. Oh, and it was—I barely remember her. I think she came and visited us maybe, maybe once a year. Oh, she. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe. Would you guys ever like pile in the car and go out there? Mm-mm. No. Yeah, we never went anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, no road trip, family vacations. Yeah, to hence, speak of. Hence why I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Carrie, Matt, Adam, Laura, Kamal, or Kamal. 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 You, oh, you guys have, okay. Come on, Kamal. Nice. Very nice. Um, and they're in California. So you guys are in California, Kansas City. I always get Adam messed up and want to say Ohio. Um, he's in Iowa. Iowa. But Iowa. I think they're getting ready to move to Oklahoma. Oh. Which like, is going to be awesome. Near Laura? Mm-hmm. Hopefully. It, is that like? Is there a job opportunity, or they just want to do that, or? Yeah, I think there are opportunities right right now, and um, I think yeah, job opportunity. What uh, what do uh, Adam and Heidi? What do Adam, what do they do? Um, Adam was a minister. Yeah, uh, he helped build this church up in. Um, That's right. Uh, Iowa, Martell, I believe it was called Martell, Iowa, a little small town. Casey's one stoplight, you know, kind of town. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he left there, and now he's just kind of like working for Target and just oh. trying to work a okay. couple jobs. And I think last time I heard, they're gonna maybe move down to Oklahoma. Okay, or they want to. The, and Heidi is just at home, or yeah. And they have two boys. Uh, two boys and a girl. Two boys and a girl. Okay, Sear. Shit. Uh, nine times an uncle? Mm-hmm. Wow. No, if, you get, if you count Hayden, it's ten. Ten, right? Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't, always count her. I didn't mean to leave her out. Yeah, I just, know. Uh, Bloodline. Yes. So when you, like, is, if if you guys are 
uh, all together for a function or a visit or what? Is it always in Oklahoma these days? Pretty much, yeah. And everybody stays at the same place? Mm-hmm. How? I mean, who's... <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy. You have to time out your bathroom breaks and you got to, you know, like me, you know, us, we're 47 years old and you obviously get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. Well, yeah, yeah. And then like uh, showers. Yeah, I mean, it's a, she's got a... Let's see one. Four bedroom. Okay. Two bath. Um, two bath. That's better yeah. than one. <laughs> I usually get Nat's bed, which is like a top, just a top part of a bunk bed, kind of single bed. And it's like, if I sit up, I hit my head on the ceiling, but <laughs> it's better, better than the floor. Yep. It's better than the air mattress on the oh, man, yeah. living room that deflates over the night. And Somebody's on that usually. Uh, sometimes now that uh, the kids are older, like all the teenagers are out in the living room because they 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 have fun, you know, yeah. stay up till four in the morning. Oh and, my god, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, I used to sleep in the living room, and then I wake up to kids just staring at me, waking up because <laughs> you know they're little. They're yeah, just, <laughs> it's like yeah, just a hairline of sunlight coming across. <laughs> they're like, yeah, or they'd be out there just like. Beep, on their phone like yeah. playing a game just yeah. really loud and 7 30 in the morning oh man and uh do all four of you have cats yep so how many does laura have uh laura's got two okay um spencer and gus uh carrie's just had one of hers pass away okay leo this big fat orange guy <laughs> A big uh, fat orange cat in the Gronky family. Yeah, Who would have thought? Weird. <laughs> and, uh, so they just adopted two brothers from the place out there. So now they're going to have three. Oh my! Adam's got three. My dad has one, and I have two. So that what is that? Two. I mean, just as many nieces and nephews as three, cats. Eight, I think six. That's nine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but nobody brings their. Nobody travels with their cats when they come to Oklahoma. I wish they did. <laughs> you wish there were nine kids <laughs> and awesome. nine cats. <laughs> and Laura, Laura has a dog, Jules. Okay, all right. Um, but no, like when we Facetime back, especially back in the when we at the shutdown or whatever, mm-hmm. we'd all let our cats see their cousins. Cat update, yeah. And they just yeah. it'd be just cat faces on the. <laughs> wow, wow! It was awesome. I can't show you my cat face right now because I'm trying to send a cat meme <laughs> on Facebook. Oh yeah. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, man, I mean, wild year for like most Kansas Cityans, but I mean, for me, it was like, again, moving to a new place and like being the new person and trying to fit in and blah, blah, and like staying with multiple sets of my mom's friends and, mm-hmm. uh, and then finally staying with my aunt. Um, and then it's like the Royals win the world series. That's right. And yeah. then a handful of months later, we're literally <laughs> watching on the old school AV three level cart television space, space shuttle Challenger. Remember that? Blow, yeah. We watched it blow up live. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because the school teacher is going up, so everybody, Kristen every McAuliffe. school in America is yeah. watching it at yeah. the same time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you know, first girlfriends, first porn find. It's like so much. I mean, and then like you know there was a lot of days when if it was nice out we would spill to the was it somerset park down the street or just start with an a it used to be it's it's nothing weird right now but it used to be uh you're talking about the one right off 
Somerset. Yeah, just like Diagonal, right down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What was it? That's not Franklin's the other one. Oh, I want to say like Austin or Avila or something. Now stra- it's like something with a T, like somebody's name, like a weird. Okay, name, but uh, no, yeah. But I mean, I've, I know everything about. I used to know everything about that park. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just in the brief window of time that I played there, like I remember, you know, Chris Holt, like infamously to Tiffany and I uh, like would curl up and stretch out at the same time with his hands behind his head at the bottom of the slide and say, what a nice place to rest. Ah, as he was just blocking (laughs) kids from being able to slide. And then I remember uh, Asher and Hero getting in a fight. I'm sure. And I mean, like there was a, like a, like a Looney Tunes style chase around a big tree (laughs) <laughs> and I th- I'm pretty sure Hero was chasing Asher and Asher just stopped and turned around and just, I mean, crushed him in the face. <laughs> I don't remember that. But. And then once, you know, he didn't like, you know, UFC get, you know, he, as soon as it was clear that Hero was no longer going to pursue, Asher like started to make <laughs> his way home. And then Hero followed and Asher like, I think maybe knocked him down again, but, and, and then he just kept going, you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't want any of this, but if you're going to make me fight you, I'll punch you in the fucking mouth, yeah. you know? Uh, then I feel like um, I saw, I feel like I saw, I feel like Ricky was getting in fights a lot and then he would be like friends with whoever he fought like a few days later. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's... Schofield was kind of a bruiser. I remember Takeo getting a fight maybe with Schofield and Takeo had those big glasses and oh, I think, yeah. I don't think he could, could really hold his own. I remember him being upset, but it was like, why the fuck is everybody for me, you know, the new kid, I'm like, why is everybody like, (laughs) there's so much animosity built up in all these different little one-on-one dynamics that it's, you know, spilling into fisticuffs at the park after school. Yeah. And it turned, it got to a point where I was like, cause I would, we would walk or ride our bikes back to my aunt Susie's or whatever. And it was like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to walk home. Like who's going to pick a fight with me next? Like (laughs) crazy. Did you have, did you get into fights? Oh Yeah. Just you talking about it, like I remember, um, you remember like there was that basketball court at the, the front of the park, and then there was one way in the back mm-hmm. by Utrecht's old house. Yeah, Dan Lawrence's whatever. Yeah, David Lawrence. David Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, excuse me. <clears throat> I don't remember what the circumstances, but I think my I know my sister was Carrie was with me, and we were playing basketball back there, and somehow, Hero and Puget. And Utrecht and Schofield and somebody else showed up and we started playing basketball and I started getting really aggressive because I don't know, for some reason they freaking hated me for some reason. I don't know. Pre Before fifth grade? Oh yeah. Is this the story you're telling like third or fourth or something uh, like that? This is because I don't think Utrecht came around to like fifth. I feel like he and I were new that same fourth year. Fourth or fifth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it must have been like either fifth or sixth because I remember... Yeah, we were just playing basketball, and I got really aggressive, you know, and <clears throat> my sister's a badass, so um, <laughs> I remember somebody had me, I got, I remember being on the ground, and somebody was on top of me, and I remember my sister just coming in with a knee right to somebody's, I think it was Utrecht, and just a knee right into somebody's ribs right <laughs> on that basketball court Fucking back carry. there. Yeah, and that pretty much ended it, and it was like, everybody, you know, ran off crying or whatever. And, Cause she's uh, always had, like... If you if you could isolate 
like her <laughs> eyes and eyebrows and like look into him like Ugh, like oh yeah you know good looking girl but also like I kind of feel like I always would want her on my side <laughs> oh, yeah. shit at the fan oh yeah she's been she's always been a, a tough girl well then she was I mean wasn't she like pretty darn good athletically at East mm-hmm. with like, yeah, volleyball did. soccer I can't remember uh, she played basketball basketball and when she was a freshman at East, that's the first year they did actually girls soccer ever. Okay, wow, which is crazy. So that was being like '88. Yeah, <laughs> like, and she made varsity right off the bat as a freshman. Wow, so she played four years of varsity soccer and uh, varsity basketball. Wow, I mean, I can tell you how many games I had to go sit and watch. <laughs> so why do you think that? <laughs> I bet. Why do you think that day she was in the vicinity? Because she was she just hanging out at the park too. And happened to see, or was she? Were you guys walking uh, home together? Or I think we just went there to mess around, like um, play basketball. Yeah, and then I think they saw us or something, and they always had a beef with me, so they always just kind of showed up. And because Pharrell lived right there too. He, yeah, the perpetual instigator. I feel yeah, like God. I feel like Peugeot was or Puget. However, you know, remember he 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 had the like kind of kind of shaved on the side, and then that like long skinny quasi rat tail yeah. thing. And he was always like the shirtless or the sleeveless t-shirt and a soccer stud. But he would be, he was small, like my size, but he would wind up in scrums with some of these guys. And I feel like he could always kind of wiggle his way out and avoid some of the heavy hitting damage. But it's like, some of you guys seem like you have beefs with everybody. Like, what the heck? I mean, (laughs) I don't get it. What's happening at your house that means you want to beat people up five days a week after Yeah. It's crazy. I, I always thought Hero was just a fucking jackass. Yeah. Every I was never friends with him. Yeah. Like Schofield, I didn't really like him either. Like he was always with Hero. And yep. It was just it was always that little group. Yep. And like. So. Well, what was weird is that like I saw that for a minute, and then uh, it's actually one of the people I was messaging with yesterday trying to set stuff up is John Brick. Oh yeah. And so the following year, I'm at Prairie. And like almost, I mean, there was some kickball, but there was definitely like, if the weather was nice, I mean, the teachers, I think had like created soccer teams, like, I mean, five or six of them amongst the two sixth grade classes. And they all had like alphabet letter, like we were the E team and, uh, I had, I mean, I maybe, maybe, maybe friend. It must have been that friends organized because I was with like Brian Carter and Cord Chris, and like ah, yep. one team had like <laughs> Tommy Wallingford, Steve McGee, John Rickoff, John Brick, Brent Crow, and I remember there. You know, if you ever like, uh, you know, if your goalie made a stop and got it out to you, if you had a turnover and transition play, there would be like one or two guys on that particular team <clears throat> that you would want to dribble towards like Brent Crow or Thomas Clough. I don't know if you remember him. Mm. I don't think he was, I don't know if he made it to Indian Hills or any, or East, but, but it was like, man, I mean, Rekoff and Wallingford and McGee and kind of brick. I mean, it was just like, they were <laughs> out for blood. They didn't give a shit about <laughs> soccer. And sometimes, you know, you get knocked down enough times that one of those times you pop up and give a shove or, pull a shirt or say something snarky and then you know 
they close in and then they've got <laughs> and you're i mean the then you're like the rest of the day or the rest of the week or whatever you're like scared you know mm-hmm. it's like man i don't want to fucking get in a fist fight especially if you're gonna like make some kind of arrangement to where it's unfair and two or three of you come after me like i can't yeah. barely go toe-to-toe with one of you like <laughs> but it but it it really like uh set you know and it's strange that it didn't wind up necessarily being the case with the Schofield Hero crew, but for that sixth grade crew, uh, it was a clear trajectory to like who was going to wind up going out for football. And mm-hmm. I mean, Rikoff was pretty good, wasn't he? Oh, he was really good. And then McGee, wasn't he kind of like ha ha? It was like a ha ha sort of that he was on the team, or was, I don't remember. Uh, he, he was kind of fast, but like he was. He's Steve McGee. Yeah. He's just a jokester. And then Brick played too. Is he good? <laughs> yeah, Brick was good. Uh, and then, but Wallingford, did he, he didn't play, did he? Mm-mm. No. But anyway, it was just kind of like, you could see like, here's this cluster of like, mostly <laughs> bigger kind of tough guys. And it makes sense that they, they all kind of wind up, most of them wind <laughs> up playing football. Of course. But man, I, uh, and then the, and then after that, it's like, uh, Indian Hills and I don't really, I guess maybe the choice was left to us. I mean, my mom made arrangements for us to ride the bus and we had bus driver, Bob. I mean, he would pick us. There was a, I mean, literally if you came out my mom's house on 69th Terrace and went like three houses up, that was our stop. It was perfect. (laughs) Nice. Um, But there was a spell where we would have to cross row and, kind of go down to the edge of the tennis courts and catch the bus there going to uh, anyway. Um, I remember I can't, I can picture the dude's face and he always almost always wore like a plain white t-shirt, not a, not a, not a sleeveless, but just so like, <laughs> mm. I feel like his name was Paul and he, Paul. he used to fuck with me on the bus and probably, you know, probably similar to soccer. There was one of those times where, you know, he was fucking with me as I'm going past and I've, you know, like smacked his hand away or shot him a look or said something. He was like, Oh, it's on. And so for like a day and a half, I mean, he literally like would make a point to walk past my locker and just, I mean, drill me into it. Um, at the, you know, kind of the edges of the building you had like just, you know, bottom floor, top floor staircases that just, you know, and so passing period, like he would see me and just fucking drill me into the glass. And one, he was an eighth grader and I was still freaking tiny. Uh, and like about halfway through that second day in a row, another eighth grader who I feel like maybe knew me from the troop 182 scouts, oh, yeah, yeah. uh, or maybe just saw it enough. Maybe he was on the bus with us all the time and just, I mean, like cross-checked him in the teeth. I mean, <laughs> put him on the ground, and he was like, you know, covering his face and trying to, I mean, because he was hurt, but also trying to like hide tears. And he got down on his face and was like, fuck with him again, you answer to me. Awesome. Yeah, so I was, you know, I, that was the first time ever that I was like, whatever the bid, master. I, you know, <laughs> and then I would see him kind of like, you know, little smart ass shoot him a look <laughs> what you got man you know but fuck dude you know uh and it doesn't really st- i mean you get then into high school and you know you're i'm sure you 
locker room football stories of somebody getting fucked with in the stall or chat. I don't know. I mean, I felt like whenever I like that, you know, you remember like those toilets down in the, those were the only ones with full size stall doors. Oh yeah. In the whole school. (laughs) Like only if you had like a cool teacher and situation, could you actually sneak all the way down there and take a shit? Cause otherwise every, you know, That's right. Who, who designed yeah. those? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Man. I don't know. But uh, I Open just... Open re- showers, though. Huh? Open showers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to get into all that. But, uh, I mean, the list of things in, like, for, I mean, just in our country, in our culture of things, you know, the list would be titled, You Could Never Get Away With That Today. Mm-hmm. is so huge but if you go all the way down if you drill all the way down to team games and dave Bereka <laughs> saying yeah. show me your knots yeah how many times a day every time you know and you had to wear one of those school issued suits God, you had to fucking shower and then you know, the sliding of the bar of the soap across the floor. Do you remember that shit? If you want soap, you had to raise your hand and he would. <laughs> I remember that. It, dude, <laughs> like so crazy. Like God. that would, I mean, if that happened today, like what is it? USD 512. Is that the school? Mm-hmm. Like that whole fucking district would be under like federal <laughs> investigation. Yeah. And there would be like depositions. And I mean, but the point is that I, every time I was in those bathrooms, uh, all the way down the bowels of that building, I just felt so vulnerable and unprotected. Nothing ever really happened, but it was like, if somebody wanted to fuck with you back, like three people oh, yeah. wanted to beat the shit out, they totally could have. No problem. Yeah, we're going to go those prison scenes. Yeah, Shawshank. and then they would have just, <laughs> and then they would have just left, and mm-hmm. you, they would have emerged, and then eventually you would have emerged, and everybody would be like, what the fuck? And then it's, you know, your word against theirs, or maybe you're too scared to say something at all. Oh yeah. Fucking crazy. <laughs> I know. Not that I would want to be a girl and go with all, go through everything that they go through with, you know, like I don't, being bullied or left out or yeah, body shamed. I mean, I don't even know. Do they even do, I wonder if they even do like co-ed swimming anymore, you know, like team games. Cause there used to be, there used to be a couple um, chicks in there every once in a while, but I remember at health class, like you'd be, you'd be in that health class room right there, and everybody would be walking by with on swimsuits. Yep, <laughs> just so embarrassed. The pool, yeah. Like I don't, I don't know if they do that shit anymore. I mean, I doubt it. There's no fucking way. Yeah, like that would wearing, be or sharing swimsuits either. Like even before COVID, probably. Yeah, I mean. It's gross. And it was not only the show me your knots, but they had you had to hold them like, I it, it, you couldn't walk in with them like shielding your business because he, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh my god, <laughs> so crazy. But we did get way ahead of ourselves. And the point of somehow the point of all that was to talk about how wild 1986 was. I mean, we're just forget about like our neck of the woods. I mean, like. MTV is, I mean, what did MTV launch in like 81 or 82? I think it was 80. Was it 80? So by, by 86, I mean, that's a household name. Like everybody knows Mm -hmm. and and they're still 
largely playing music videos at the time and doing countdowns and you had all the um uh what's his name adam uh remember he had the huge hair yeah. adam curry who's uh uh known these days as the godfather of podcasting i mean that's oh, really? that's what joe rogan calls him yeah. he's on rogan sometimes and he's like um he's got tourette's so you kind of, you know, I mean, he has a like, it's very visible, but he's like also insanely intelligent and they talk about mostly shit that I'm not interested in or educated enough to understand, but it's still like, sometimes I'll just, you know, click on it and watch it for a little bit. Cause he was such a, who are some of the other VJs? I just saw the other day, it was like Steve Loader or something. Kurt like Loader. Kurt Loader. Kurt Loader. He's like almost 80. Yeah. Well, shit, he would have been like 40 back then. Yeah. Uh, and then there was, I remember a chick with glasses. DJ Brown or whatever her name was. The, yeah, I think uh, so. Then there's the other chick, um, brown hair. Oh, my God. What was I always thought she was cute. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but, I mean, that was, I mean. We, yeah right that's what i mean and i just i mean i know they did a million little like uh they i mean they might have been one of the first pioneers of brand record because i mean like how vivid is the memory of the astronaut with the flag the mtv mm -hmm. flag dun, dun, Still is. i mean it's <laughs> like uh we didn't you know we we didn't have I don't know, we had cable for a little bit in Atlanta, but we weren't, I mean, bedtime, and we were so little, bedtime and, t you know, TV monitoring were closely, you know, there was very few opportunities to just put on MTV. <laughs> but when, my, when we were in PV, my mom would they, we'd always get the dude coming door to door to sell you cable free for a month. <laughs> and then you'd say yes, and then sometimes they would come around after 30 days and disconnect if you didn't want to pay for it, and sometimes they wouldn't. <laughs> um, but I mean, like if you had access to him, did you guys have cable? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. were you guys MTV? Mm -hmm. I mean, just so on your... I think we even had HBO. Oh, wow. Okay. Man, that was like, <laughs> I'm watching, you know. Yeah, because my mom used to have a... VCR, so she would just yep. record the movie off of yep. HBO, oh, and yeah. we had this freaking huge library. Yeah, just <laughs> you could fit VHS. like two and a half, three movies on one. Yeah, and, and then if you, it. if everybody in the family or whoever was in charge like had had enough of a movie, but you're out of tapes, cross it out and re-record. You know, new. Yeah. See, like the blip of the movie that used to be recorded. <laughs> yep. Fuck, that was where. Um, um, not, <clears throat> that was kind of the birthplace of um, stand-up comedy specials. I mean, that's where you get, like, I think that's where you got, like, Eddie Murphy, Delirious, and Raw. And Raw. There were very few. But when they would put one out, it was like a blockbuster. I mean, mm -hmm. like, Louis Anderson, George Carlin, Cosby. and Cosby, and Pryor, and, I mean, <laughs> man. But um, MTV, man, uh, the, the top 20 or whatever it was, Countdown, was... It's, it felt like there wasn't a lot of overlap in that with the uh, Casey Kasem weekly top 40 that you would hear on Sundays or would like sometimes mm -hmm. there would be, but I mean like 
M- MTV stuff was largely based on video popularity. Oh yeah, just kind of tied to song popularity. But anyway, man, uh, you can still hear. Uh, I think uh, I think it's ninety four nine in the Sunday early Sunday mornings. You can still hear Casey Kasem their original recordings from uh, like the eighties. Wow, it's pretty cool. Cause they do like all the long distance and like they'll be like, Oh, this song was yeah. number one this week. So you look it up what year that was. And yeah. Like, Holy shit. 1984. Well, I mean, I was just thinking about, uh, this, this other dude that I was, um, trying to get on the books and, and he, he picked uh goodbye yellow brick road. Um, and it's, that strangely came up as a record after the fact from the gal I interviewed last Tuesday she, after she's like, you gotta include this. I was like, well, we didn't, we didn't talk about it, but whatever. Um, so I went and looked at that record and it's from 73, something like that. Uh, and it's got, I mean, it's like an hour and 16 minutes long when most records around that time were like 40, 45, 50 minutes. And it's got, I mean, if you look up the track listing for that record, it's like so many big, you know, it opens with, uh, uh, funeral for a friend, love lies bleeding. You know that track? Maybe it's. If it, I heard it, the first part is uh, like really synthesized, like spacey organ, sad sounding, and then it turns into love lies bleeding in the. And anyway, yeah, I think so. Um, but candle in the wind is like track two or three, and I was like, well, this must be a reissue, hmm. because there's no way that song came out in like '73. And so I looked it up, and sure, shit, it did. And I was like, well, it didn't become popular until like the late 80s. I remember hearing somebody call in Casey Kasem, and I want to dedicate this to my <laughs> yeah. lover in Pasadena, and dying of, you know. And then <laughs> Candle in the Wind was a massive hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was like, uh, and then a lot of us that were kind of too young to really know were like, oh, there's a, you know, a hat tip to Marilyn Monroe in there. And I mean, a whole songs about her, I guess. When but, Princess Diana died. And yeah. Um, and uh, you meant like, uh, my name is Luca. Mm-hmm. Susanna Hoffs from the Bengals. <laughs> yeah. uh, a song about like domestic violence being heard. Uh, Dear Mr. Jesus. You remember that? It's like a song that a kid was Dear Mr. Jesus, I just had to write to you. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Something really scared me when I saw it on the news. The story of a little girl beaten black and blue. Oh, shit. It's the whole yeah. song is about like a child recording a song praying to Jesus to not have other children get abused or whatever. Just like, but that, I mean, I remember that one being, or um, what else? Um, so many long, long distance dedications. Yeah. Uh, I gotta pee. Let's take a break. <laughs> All right. We're back. Where were we? Long distance dedications. That's right. You said you were remembering a bunch of funny stuff. Uh, not about that, but just other stuff, uh, with like grade school and Boy Scouts and us a long time ago. Man. <laughs> Just think how long have we been friends? I know, I know. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I mean, we mentioned that Old Methodist United, I think was the name of that church there. <laughs> I think it's still there on Shawnee Mission mm-hmm. Parkway and Mission. Oh wait, the 
where we had the meeting. Yeah, where we, yeah, one troop one one ninety two. Oh, it is Shawnee Mission Parkway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with I mean, we've talked about it before, but like Tom Crowis and Jake Wagner and Colin, remember Colin Pestinger, the huge <laughs> dude yeah. with size like fifteen. Anyway, I was always scared of him. Yeah, I remember uh, we got into like. Well, first of all, I mean, there was plenty. Are you chilly? No, I just oh. got chilly. Plenty <laughs> of uh, campouts where there was booze that I think the leaders had, and maybe sometimes some of the kids. It definitely, there was some. Somebody was smoking something, cigarettes or pot, but <laughs> that was the crew that. Um, I mean, something happened to Kevin Smith on a campout. It? Yeah, like they were bullying him, or he got beat up, or something. And like, is that one ninety two, or is that the other one, the Somerset? That was the uh, crew or whatever they used to meet at Somerset. Man, there was another like a uh, troop. Yeah, I don't remember that one. It was always like the the bad troop, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you know I'm talking about. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. one ninety two. It was a oh, I've, yeah, you're you're right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember their numbers. I but. think I think we went on a camp out or two with that troop, and then and then wound up at the other one. Yeah. But I remember um, being at Bartle and like, I mean, just like the mess hall and having KP duty, and uh, we we got into a beef. Like some of those older kids got into a started a beef with another troop, and there was like cross mess hall shouting like during <laughs> meal time and. I remember it spilled into uh the cat came back. What is that? The cat came. No, back. yeah, but why was that? Well, just the one <laughs> of the songs the song, yeah. kind of like uh head <laughs> shoulders knees and toes today. or uh <laughs> it's one of those random. But I remember we were like gathered as a troop at the edge of our <clears throat> campsite and the bus of this troop that we had a beef with was driving by and they were all like out the window going, 192, we're sick. It was 109, 192, we're sick of you. And Colin Pestinger goes, 109, suck my vine. I was just like, oh my God, what the fuck? He's probably, what, 16? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, but man, uh, what's really crazy is that like, that's all of all that shit like license to ill also came out that year and mm -hmm. i definitely had zero awareness of it then um because i i know that i was by the time uh i was aware of it uh i was listening to i don't know q104 or ky102 or something in my mom's room in pv and uh that's when i think fight for your right yeah, that was the first one. Was the first, and it yeah. was like, what? Who are these white guys? Well, yeah, what is this? <laughs> and not too long after, I got a copy of it on cassette, and I remember, like, I don't know how long this lasted, but having some hesitation, not because I was afraid or anything, but just, <clears throat> like, I didn't, you know put it in the player like I would for Led Zeppelin or Def Leppard or Billy Joel or whatever. And like, listen to, I was just perplexed by the cover, mm -hmm. this the plane plane crashing <laughs> and like their name on the fin tail fin or whatever it was. Yeah. It was a pretty cool album cover, I think. Oh, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, 
but I think by the time I did, you know, I feel like I was probably always fast forwarding just to that song mm-hmm. and listening to it and then rewinding <laughs> it and listening to it again. And, you know, who knows yeah. how long it stayed in its spot on my shelf before I did a start to finish. And whenever I did that, then immeasurable years before I had an awareness of what an amazing record it was. Um, and I mean, I've talked to like, I don't know, man, 40, 50 people about trying to, you know, do this. And you're still as of right now, the only person (laughs) that has even mentioned it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean like insane kudos to you because I can't believe every single person that's roughly our age hasn't mentioned it. Oh God. Like we, uh, I bet I could still sing every line to every song of that album, which is probably one of the only albums I could do that too, because again, Wade across the street. I was just about to ask, (laughs) how did it fall in your lap? So at that point, you know, skating was huge Mm. and you know, everybody wanted to get that haircut with the sides and let the top grow out and get the bangs or whatever, you know, like Seth Gilman. Puget. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Gilman had one of those too? Oh yeah. He had a nice, he had a nice fucking haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know. I was like seventh grade probably, but, um, so yeah, I got, of course we couldn't afford like a good skateboard. So we got these, you know, those big fat skateboards oh, like yeah. this. Yeah. I had a turbo two from fucking, I think it was a, <laughs> some random Kmart thrift store. Yeah. yeah okay. Like yeah. A, but yeah, we used to skate out in front and then some, the, the BC boys came along and that was like, perfect, you know, like, and somebody so, had a boom box outside or. Yeah. We just, I mean, we just, we would just play that and skate or do whatever. A lot of times we'd go over to his house. And uh, so I was Mike D. <laughs> and I don't think I ever told you this. But no. I was Mike D. Uh, Adam was. Uh, Adam got to come along for a lot of the Wade Laird adventures, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was always there too. Like, uh, so there's Mike D. Uh, MCA. MCA was Adam. Okay. And. Oh my gosh. Who's yeah, that guy? Yeah, I'm drawing a blank too. Um, Mike D. MCA. Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to be so I embarrassed. I think of it. I can think of it. One of them, one of them passed away. Yeah, I, I think thought it was MCA. MCA. Yeah. So yeah, that was Adam. I was Mike D because he was more quiet. And uh, oh, it was. Uh, his name was Adam. Ad Rock. Ad Rock, yep. I was going to say his name was Adam Horowitz or something like that, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that was Wade. And so, we'd all have like, all the... Did he get to decide who was who or was it Democratic? Or? Yeah, I think we just kind of figured it out or whatever. And um, So, we would go over there and just, we you know, we tie like back there on the, the, the skater gear was like tie the flannel all around your waist and have long jeans and or long baggy shorts. And, yeah vans or whatever but i never had vans but um <laughs> uh so yeah we just and i remember like dancing in his not dancing but like lip syncing to the beastie boys in his living room and he'd be up on the, his dining room table and of course his parents were home because they would beat the shit out of him but did uh, that did that actually happen yeah <laughs> he would no i mean he would get the shit beat out of him oh yeah, yeah. well there you there you go <laughs> yeah you, you said only child told the whole story but <laughs> yeah there's a little bit more yeah we always, yeah wow 
So I didn't realize. I guess I didn't really. It didn't occur to me that uh, you would be granted indoor privileges at his place too. Uh, I think only when his parents weren't there. Yeah, like it was a. Uh, it was the same house that we had, but they had also an extra room in the back and an extra bathroom or something. Okay. But, um, yeah. I mean, we would, uh, I remember hanging out in his garage because they had a double garage over there. Attached? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And we just had a single in my house. That's so we'd go over there and we just. Plenty of room. Yeah. To just room. <laughs> when you're a kid. Yeah. yeah. Shoot uh, BB guns in the garage. Wow. Light shit uh, on fire, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure we lit some shit on fire. Wow. Fireworks was always a fun, yeah. fun time. Um. Yeah. No. Beastie Boys was one of my first favorite albums. So, Still is. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like I mean they. I know they put out a bunch of things, but I mean, there's a few that are kind of a little lesser known or more for like the eclectic or the diehard Beasties <clears throat> fan. But there's you know a handful. Uh, License to Ill, Paul's Boutique. Mm. Um, what what else? Uh, I didn't really get into the. W- other check ones. your head. Was that? I know that was a song. Really what, what was it? Um, and then, shit, this is embarrassing. <laughs> I didn't really get into the second, third, fourth, or whatever albums were after that. Not even older. I mean a little bit, but I never bought their albums. But um. license to ill, check uh, Paul's boutique, check your head, uh, ill communication, yeah, and then right. hello nasty, and then every, I mean the other stuff is not that it's not amazing, but it's just like you know lesser so known. And, didn't they have an album before license to ill. No, I think that was their debut. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. But that I mean. I include Hello Nasty because it was like 98 and I was, that's the year I graduated college and I was, the, I guess it would have been the third of three straight years that I did a radio show. Um, and so I was, I just had a general awareness of new stuff that was coming out. Plus I lived with like this kind of cooler, cooler, older dude from the East Coast that was more music savvy than I was, but I mean... Along those same line, like you know, Paul, Paul, Paul's boutique. I don't. I think I missed it when it came out. But uh, check your head was when that came out. You know that was. We were older and like way into girls and going to parties, and they had that like kind of like suave like, you know, fly with the ladies look so to their videos. You, you yeah, want? exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, you get you can get. Or you could, one could have gotten four or five records and, you know, deep into their discography before ever revisiting License to Ill and recognizing how amazing it was. (laughs) I mean, I was, uh, so, so you heard it a lot at Wade's and you guys would have parts and you would rap, you know, lip sync, (laughs) act out, whatever, um, would you hear it anywhere else away from his place or? Uh, well, I think, I believe they played on the radio a lot. Uh, I don't remember. Um, maybe well, not so much. I mean, girls. Back then was like kind of. Yeah. Girls. Girls was released as a single, wasn't it? 
I think so. Brass Monkey, maybe? Maybe. Um, no Sleep Till Brooklyn. I, that's probably one of my favorites. I mean, I just was revisiting it recently. and uh, Let's see here. Rhyming and Stealing as the opener. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you, like, I mean, it, it, the, one of the reasons why um, the idea for this was so appealing to me is because I've always been like very, rom- I've always very romantically adored the idea of a musical outfit that performs, practices, rehearses, writes original stuff, and then however the trajectory goes, they wind up with an opportunity to go in a studio and sit down and record an album. And for me, the, uh, you know, it's kind of like this gal that I was interviewing, uh, last Tuesday, she, she was a singer songwriter and she put out her first album a year ago and she regrets doing it in that form. Now she's just like, she has new material and she just released her new, a new song. Um, like, two weeks ago or something like that. And like the next one is kind of ready to roll, but she's sort of letting the momentum of this first one mm-hmm. linger. And then when she feels like it's faded, she'll do the next one. And then the one after that, she's it's, she hasn't even recorded it yet, hmm. but that's how she's going to release <clears throat> stuff. And she regrets releasing an album because she says that's no longer the, the unit of measurement. People will just drop tracks these days. Huh. Which I think that she's probably right about. Um, she's certainly more informed than I am. Um, and I've kind of seen a, a couple little things here and there just in the last week that kind of point to, you know, I guess at least maybe for hip hop and a couple of other genres, people maybe do that. But um, I still adore the album format and it makes mm-hmm. me think of literally photo albums i mean oh yeah growing yeah. up like by the time we were you know let's say by by 86 like there was enough um i mean there was a shelf in my mom's room that you know one like three <laughs> shelves and on one she had some books that she you know trashy like grocery store romance <laughs> And on one shelf, she probably had some knickknacks, but then there was a whole, like a whole shelf of photo albums. Yeah. And I could identify, like, the blue one was my baby book, and the green one next to it was Tiffany's, and then they kind of went chronologically after that. And it's like, <clears throat> we, for years, like, loved to, like, pull those out and flip through them. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, this is the apartment in South Carolina where I was born that I don't really remember my only memories are from looking through this photo album and then you know here's tiffany's born and then you know like there's you know one that has like uh the place that my folks lived at 83rd and lamar uh where tiffany was born and then my dad has moved out because like my aunt Susie and my mom like bought matching kind of matching 81 toyota tercels together and they were like always (laughs) in the driveway and yeah, <laughs> just this whole snapshot of a certain time, and that's what I love about albums. Like, um, you know, choosing 
let's just say 10 tracks. So we've got these, well, may, maybe during the, the last two years that we've been rehearsing or 18 months or whatever we've been rehearsing and practicing, maybe we've written 16, but we really only love 12 and the record label wants us to keep it to 10. And so then you're like, I'm assuming numerous outfits have debate about which 10 are going to make the cut. And then you, you know, I'm sure fights break out, you know, and disagreements and hurt feelings. And then eventually, I mean, if you're determined to put this thing out and keep your outfit together, you decide on 10 and then you got to decide on the order. Yeah. And then you have your 10, you have your order and you go, you're, you're, you're recording each one and each one might maybe, maybe, maybe every once in a while you nail it on the first take, but you might record each track seven, eight, nine times before you got it. Um, and I don't know if by 86 stuff was technologically advanced enough to where like a, a producer or whoever could take like the good parts, the early parts of a song from take three and yeah. the good parts of take six and then like make, you know, squish it together and make a, I don't know, but there's a there's a bonding to me that happens and then cover art and you know mm-hmm. how are the credits going to be written and are, are you including lyrics and yeah. you know how do you ri- arrive at this image of this jet i mean so yeah. it, it's it's really like fascinating and it's a lost art it, it really is and the the gal you know uh that's what she was saying and I was like that that's crazy but I mean if you from 1986 looking back I mean what that started in like definitely the early 60s if not sooner I mean you had the Beatles and Zap like people were definitely putting out records Um, but choosing that song order um is has always been a very fa- it's always been very fascinating to me with like Zeppelin and Floyd and many many others but for this album in particular I mean Ryman and Steelen is such a fucking baller to open with yeah. I mean you get uh like I I feel like there's a I feel like it opens with a like a sample of the drums from when the levee breaks by Led Zeppelin, you yeah, got that, right. and then they're all of a sudden they're like, you know, gotta get to, and scratching, and then they're all taking. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, what is this? That was way new back then. Like nobody was doing that. Like especially you know three white guys. Yeah, um, which was pretty amazing. Yeah, um, and they just had like. A certain way I mean other people were sampling other people were rapping other people were doing stuff that people hadn't done before but they had a way of dropping little kernels uh, lyrically obviously beats too but lyrically where he go like the Ryman and Steelen there's a there's a line in there that ends with the phrase uh, Davy Jones locker mm-hmm. and you hear that now and you think mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean, or at least I do. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, where did that, how did that 
a ride for them. I mean, yeah, such a good track. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the the second one's called the new style, and I, I mean it's it's uh, there's not a bad track on the album, but it it, it it's I remember it less, yeah. much less than rhyming and stealing until it gets to. Again, like multiple locker. I went into your locker and I smashed your glasses. It's just like, <laughs> I could totally, as somebody that has felt bullied and also done a little bit of bullying of my own, like I can oh, yeah. totally identify with that line. <laughs> when you guys would do get on his dining room table or whatever, <laughs> were there particular tracks that were the go-tos or would it change just, up? Or? Yeah, the whole album however many tracks I don't even remember how many songs but like I mean that almost requires you and your brother to have to like practice once you're home so that you can <laughs> you know I think we just listened to it so many times that we were just okay. we knew like who was singing what part yeah. like you could tell each when MCA's singing or Mike D's singing or yeah. at rock and like we just got it down and I still, to this day, I mean, if I hear it, I, I sing the Mike D parts. Nice. So like, you know. Nice. That's <laughs> what I came here to do, is sing the Mike D parts. And he's kind of the, the choir one. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, which, I mean, you could argue that that role <laughs> could go to Adam, too. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of too many quieter human beings, I've, <laughs> at least, you know, back when we were young. Yeah. Yeah, but that was fun. She's crafty, has a Zeppelin mm-hmm. sample. Um and I, I mean, they they were like, I mean, obviously you get older and more sophisticated and wiser and you can kind of like follow the lyrical trajectory of a song. But back then it felt, whenever I first started, became familiar with that one, it's like they were packing in so much lyrically in each line inside a verse that it was like hard for me to keep up with. And even if I knew all the words i probably didn't know every nuance or every little thing they're talking about but they would pack it all in and then at the very end of the verse and she's just my type you know she's crafty and then you get like i don't know if that's a cowbell like yes good shit uh posse in effect it's got like huge bass which i mean the king of bass for me will always be DJ Magic Mike, but I mean that it, I don't think he was on the scene until '87 or '88, and that bass line and posse and effect is no slouch, like <laughs> booming. Yeah. Um, and Abe got rhymes like Abe Vagoda. It's like <laughs> who, what? Who? Uh, so then you get Slow Ride. Uh, which has like an island kind of Jimmy Buffett feel. They have a horn sample from Moore's Lowrider. You oh, know, yeah. all my That's right. And there's you get a there's there's a line that mentions Brass Monkey in it, so it's like a tease. But but that's I mean the track the album is 13 tracks, and so we're five tracks in and we haven't and they're all <laughs> baller tracks. Yeah, but we haven't even sense. touched what put him on the map. <laughs> yeah. It's like, holy shit, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like if you talk to uh, a, a pretty big Beastie Boys fan, a lot of people would tab Paul's Boutique as the best or their favorite or whatever because it's got like, um, I don't know, it's got like a much more funkier feel to it and kind of underground and secret. But 
uh, whereas license still is kind of you know an asher asher gelbart jab to the face <laughs> of david Rowe, kind of just yeah you know it's kind of like rock and rap yeah yeah like uh so track six is girls <sighs> what is that a xylophone <laughs> i don't mean so I catchy the, yeah i just wanted to be like that's just like one of their fun songs like yeah but yet it's still everybody knows it well i remember first hearing it and being like sort of like hanging out with wade laird being like this guy's a little aggressive not like I don't feel unsafe, but I'm just a little unsure. When that one hit my radar, I was like, I had already clearly established that I liked girls, but that was like, <laughs> you know, in the morning it's girl, in the evening it's just you know, girls, girls, girls. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, dude. I think it's a. Is it fight for your right after that? It's one? a yeah, which yeah. you know that I feel like <laughs> yeah. I feel like it, you know, like girl, it kind of like gets dragged out and then just eventually fades, and then you get that that or yeah, kick it. When, I was just going in my head, like yeah, you know, I know the next song. Was like, and then I mean, how many things did we kind of, sort of already know about, but then like confirmed that they were realities from that song? I mean. Talk about finding the centerfold in the bushes. Yeah, your mom <laughs> threw away your yeah. best porn mag. Or uh, Pops caught me smoking. He said, no way. That hypocrite smokes two packs a day. Yep. I mean. I mean, it fit just right in with the. I mean, I wasn't smoking, but. Right. Back then, but. All of it made sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was perfect. I mean. Who would have thunk that that song coming out and being so wildly popular while also being so wildly different, you know, sort of this mix, like you said, of rock and rap. And obviously we're hearing it the first time in KC. And uh, I challenge you to name a a city with like larger uh, pride issues. I mean, how many times in your life have you, like, oh, Casey doesn't get any, you yeah. know, we, and people want to like list off the things that we have and blah, blah, blah. But 34 years after that album comes out, we get Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. just holding <laughs> Goosebumps, the Lombardi. And that's who, whoever it is. Is it fucking Terry Bradshaw that's up there? you know, old and way past retirement. Yeah. yeah, With his Walker. And yeah. And he, to me famously now he'll, you know, Matt, how does it feel? And he (laughs) has this whole lead up to the actual question. Yeah. And then when he turned, he goes to like point the mic and the mouth that your mouth's direction, the, (laughs) the recipient goes to grab the mic and then he won't ever let go, you know, it's just this (laughs) awkward, but I don't think, I don't think Kelsey did. I think he just leaned in so, and yeah. went, you know, and it's kind of <laughs> like, wow, dude. Yeah. You went 86 old school Beastie Boys as your description of how it felt to win the first Super Bowl championship for the Chiefs in 50 years. Like, yeah. I was like, that's perfect. It was so perfect. <laughs> so fucking perfect. Um, man. 
did the Broncos overpay for dangerous Wilson? Um, two firsts, two seconds. Uh, Noah Font, a linebacker, something else. Oh my God, I didn't know I did that much. Oh, there was like seven line <laughs> items, and then God. and then the Seahawks gave a fourth and Drew Lock. Or I mean, the Seahawks got a fourth. I think it was a fourth and Drew Lock. They got Drew Lock. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Whatever. Yeah. He yeah, certainly it like they paid, overpaid. Um, I don't know. You'll have to see. I mean, like, I don't know. Gosh. I mean, how old is Russ now? Thirty-three. Yeah. I think. I don't know. I mean, if he could stay healthy, maybe. Yeah. But I looked you know. at the day that it was announced. I looked because um, you know my Broncos fans are like. This is amazing. It's just perfect, and he's awesome. He's elite. He's a top whatever, and there's so much pride at the fact that like there was no there was no leaks about that. What's I mean? It was. Yeah. And we're like, what? <laughs> Clear. Clearly, they had been talking for oh, some yeah. time. El, El would, <laughs> you know, been <laughs> talking to whoever the person is in Seattle. Um, but so I looked at uh, twenty one. And twenty, you know, just Google, just like actual, just a literal Siri, you know, ask, and he was ranked like thirteenth one of the years and twelfth one of the years, and I was like twelve and thirteen out of thirty-two, to me, isn't exactly elite. No. Now, if I was coming from Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke and whatever, whoever else they've, you know, uh, who was that? Younger kid that was uh, supposed to be the answer. Yeah, the one they drafted. That's in New Orleans. Paxton. Yes, yes. Yeah. Paxton. There was somebody before him. Tebow. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Russell Wilson's clearly an upgrade. Oh yeah. And so one of my but Alex is saying, uh, you always have to pay, you know, top tier for top tier talent. I'm like, but a point that I'm trying to make is if somebody says like, pretend this. Pretend this trade never happened and I don't happen to have a certain section of my core and my soul devoted to hating the Broncos and you're just somebody I never met and we're having a at a bar a random conversation about the elite NFL quarterbacks. I mean, you go Rodgers, right? Whether you want to or not. You go Mahomes. Uh, I mean, I think very small sample size but i mean i think josh allen and joe burrow have you know and then your uh cousin tom brady (laughs) stayed retired for two whole weeks what a fucking (laughs) how do you i don't understand um well did you hear that that person that has his uh (laughs) that sold the last touchdown pass ball for like five hundred thousand dollars or something idiot (laughs) but i mean who else do you put in there? Uh, I think you have to Herbert. Herbert. I was just gonna say, um, it's it's hard for me to Trubisky. think. Just kidding. <laughs> he just signed with somebody, didn't he? The Steelers. That's right. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's Big Ben's. He officially retired. Like, right? He did. He, I mean, I thought. I've heard. I thought he did. Like, he should. At, le- at, le- at very least, he was. It was very obvious that he was. That was his last season in yeah. Pittsburgh. But I mean. Not that Big Ben was super duper amazing, but 
I don't yeah. think Trubisky's track record in Chicago was oh, hell no. very awesome. But actually, I saw something today that his stats are, with all the shitty players he had to throw to, is actually just about the same as fucking uh, the Browns quarterback. Uh, Baker? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is- so on this list, I also saw, uh, um, what's the kid from Arizona? K- Kyle. Oh, Murray. Kyler Murray. Yeah, he's good. Uh, um, homeboy from Tennessee. Um, uh, really? Yeah. What's his name? Um, yeah, exactly. T- <laughs> Tannehill. Yeah. Tannehill. Um, and obviously a handful uh, of others, uh, all listed before Russell Wilson. Really? So when you go back to that, like I have no biases, we're perfect strangers in a bar talking elite NFL quarterbacks. Like I'm not including Russell Wilson. No. And I feel like no. they're just so, uh, you know, on cloud nine about the upgrade that they're like inaccurately viewing. I mean, of course he can probably still make some things. Ha- he He's always been able to make things happen with his feet. Right. Yeah. And he's always had a good arm. Yeah. But I mean, he's never been. I mean, he's had. Well, he's been to what two Super Bowls? Mm-hmm. One yeah. one. He's he's now officially the first quarterback in NFL history to start for a team that he beat in a Super Bowl. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because they kicked the ever living yeah. shit. <laughs> Manning wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Well, it was. You know, he could only throw like seven yards, and it looked like a. A duck. I think the first play of that game was, it was the safety. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and then uh, I feel like the the first kick coming out of halftime was also something. Yeah. I, I mean, it was a, a typical Broncos Super Bowl loss where it wasn't by a field goal. It was by, yeah. like, 30 points or something horrible. Plus, I mean, Seattle had badass defense. They did. Then. They did. And they haven't really since then. Well, everybody has said uh, ever since they had to pay Russ – that their the rest of their talent pool has suffered because all that money has been That's tied what up. Happens, yeah. And I feel like in our t- in our high school buddies text thread, uh, somebody just said very recently, uh, probably, probably because some of the let's Khalil Mack went to the Chargers, right? Mm-hmm. And then they signed somebody else. And somebody in the thread pointed out, well, yeah, they can do all this until they have to pay Herbert because mm-hmm. he's on that. That's what they're doing, yeah. That's yeah. what we did. Yeah, we, yeah. Rookie contract. And... <sighs> what do you think about Nate's assessment of the D-line? Is it the worst in the division? I think so. I think I mean, it is too, They just too, resigned man. Clark for some... No, they didn't. Yeah. Like... The Chiefs? Recently? Yeah. How many years? I think it's like two more years. Okay. They, I think they... Restructure, or I, I'm not exactly sure, but we're keeping him for some. So, place. did anything ever come with him having that trunk full of guns in California? Or I don't what? think it's happened yet. Oh, it's still he hasn't had his court date yeah. yet. Yeah, but so, we resigned. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> nice, uh, man. He, um, he looked a. Uh, I don't want to say a step slower or a step older, but it feels like leading up to that Super Bowl win it you know on and off the field he seemed like a very hungry player and I feel like it's it's so easy to you know armchair GM but watching him on TV many many plays where it looked like him and Chris Jones which we've seen 
off and just kind of quit, you know, like the Man. assignment was a B gap or whatever it was. And the, the they do a, an RPO and the play breaks over here. So they just quit running. Mm -hmm. and it's like, what happens if everybody over here misses their assignment? Shouldn't you be in position? Oh, yeah. And I feel like, you know, I feel like we saw a lot of that from the honey badger too, where yeah. it's like the, he's right at the goal line and the person, the ball carrier, whether it's a, somebody that caught a pass or a hand, had, a, had a handoff or whatever, is at the 12 and they make, you know, a juke or a cut and he's just like, Olay. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm not too sad to see him. Go. I know. Cause I feel like he was really jazzed up to come here. Yeah, and it, it, you verbally, emotionally, vocally, but then I felt like he would light dudes up on the field and talk trash, and and now it's just kind of been like, yeah, I got my ring. Yeah, yeah, he's got his ring. I mean, I, I'm not too sad. What do you go. this um, Justin Field safety that we signed? Uh, yeah, I haven't really. I don't know who that is. I think really. he was a Texan. Oh, was he again? I think so. Yeah. In fact, I saw a, a a clip or a headline that said that probably had a highlight reel in it or a, a video clip in it that I didn't, I didn't watch, but I guess there was maybe a play where he lit Tyreek up oh, really? in the game. Yeah. I probably. Don't know. They played each other, but, uh, who's I going to say though? Somebody signed Von Miller, the bills, bills. That's right. $50 million dollars or something for four years. Kidding me? He's, uh, I swear to God, I wish I was an NFL player. I am, yeah. Yeah. Way overpaid. But, uh, Damn. you know, um, in his, he's been around for a minute, man. Yeah. Like he'd been 15 was when he had the MVP. Well, I mean, he, he had been around for a minute by the time we got Alex Smith, <clears throat> it felt like, uh, and then, you know, in that era, the Broncos D was kind of this heralded thing. And of course they had Peyton too, but I mean, Vaughn was a beast. And then it was so sad when he got traded. and yeah. But then he went and won fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> and then, you know, it's kind of that, like, um, remember when that used to happen in baseball a lot? Like, trades would happen late, and it would be, I mean, I feel like it happened as recently as when the Royals went to back-to-back -back series, and it was like oh, yeah. uh, one team or another gets a guy for the, for the, the push, and then they either win, win a ring or don't, and that guy's not back with that team in the spring. Yeah. So wild. It seems weird to me. But it'd be interesting to see if he can, I mean, not not to say that he's ever, you know, showed any trend toward not being able to stay healthy, but a four-year big money deal seems kind of like a big deal for somebody that's not exactly young anymore. Yeah. <sighs> Could you imagine retiring at 38 years old? Or 32. <laughs> yeah. No, or even like not Barry at all. Sanders, like. Not at all. Um, but I mean, so Josh McDaniel, head coach in the Raiders. Oh, I haven't seen that. R really? Damn. Yeah. I'm like missing out. <laughs> well, I mean, I I'm not. I knew that. Like I saw it for a split set. You know how our attention spans are. I saw it and it like registered, <laughs> and then I sneezed and it was gone. Yeah, and then it was like, oh yeah, they did. They had that interim coach after all the Gruden shit. Yeah, that's right. Forget about that. And then gone. And Josh McDaniel. How does that guy keep getting a job? Well, I remember looking into it a little bit when it happened, and it was like he left New England, became the Broncos head coach, 
didn't do so well and then uh went back to belichick and said can i have my and then yeah he got his job back (laughs) but then he left and he went somewhere else for i don't know a season or maybe houston maybe i'm not sure maybe but but it whatever whatever he so he he got his job back but then bailed on it and then went back and they're like yeah yeah come on and guy gave him his oc job back again which he's had for i don't know four or five six years now and then mark fucking davis the oddest (laughs) fucking haircut in the land nabs him him that's who you choose to you know to follow in the footsteps of the 10 year 100 million dollar john gruden yeah well, who's that other guy? Uh, coach that just got hurt um used to be the bears coach lovey smith yeah like what the fuck somebody hired him like How? houston or somebody and yet the enemy's not getting anything well i i think there's like plenty of off the radar stuff to suggest that he's maybe not the nicest guy no really i think so I think so. That sucks. Um, but, you know, whatever the story is with him, uh, I don't really care. What I do care about is whether or not bringing back Spags and Bienemy is the right choice for Andy at this time. Like, you know, in his head, he's probably got to have some idea of how much longer he wants to do this. Oh, yeah. Five years. One more, one more Lombardi, and then I'm out, or whatever it is, and maybe, maybe it's three years, and he doesn't want to start over with a new OC or a new DC or both, and it's just comfortable, and he's got confidence yeah. in himself that he's mm-hmm. always had a good regime, and blah blah blah. But with all the shit that's happened with, you know, the enemy. Away, I mean, he fucking got on a plane and went to Denver on a, a Saturday before one of our playoff games. The enemy did, yeah, really? to interview for their head coach job. Yeah, God, which I feel like that should be not. Well, it's never right. used to be that way. It always used to be the team has either just won the Super Bowl or they've been eliminated, and then you start seeing, oh, he's going to L.A. or whatever to, for an interview. Yeah, which that should. Be. I was like, we have a fucking playoff game tomorrow. But anyway, uh, I, I'm sure you saw either on your own or in our thread that uh, um, there was maybe on that play to Tyreek before, you know, as the first half was ending against the Bengals and he didn't make it uh, in, yeah, yeah. that there was, I don't, and, well, it was definitely in the thread because uh, Mark Borichter was tweeting about it and and you know how many times have we seen as soon as a play ends Mahomes is yeah. and that I mean I think that's always directed at the enemy I think he's the one calling it in come on yeah like yeah yeah like I need to or we've which is what you need to do you know I play hockey with guys where a play happens and a penalty goes uncalled and they'll skate around for 25 seconds chirping at the ref meanwhile play is yeah. now it's down here and you're out of position. You've left your teammates all alone. You got to always like next play, next play, next yeah. play. It's like LeBron James. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Is that what he does? Oh, we'll, uh, I saw something where like he was trying to get a foul, but he just, you know, walked down the court and then they stole the ball and he just kind of walked back and like, 
it was it was so dumb and he's just tripping at the refs the whole time yeah and i mean this is like tom brady yeah i mean but guys. anyway there was an article and i think it, i don't know if it was f- fake or whatever but it was like this whole um you know the enemy calls in a play and then somebody that other dude that's like pretty high up in the on the offensive side of the ball, that other coach, he got hired by somebody else to be the OC and Wilkie was like freaking out. Like, uh, yeah, I can't remember his name. Frank something or other. Coons or something? I don't remember. I don't but some, either way, somebody was like, the enemy called this play and then somebody else was like, no, 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 you're running this play. And Mahomes was allegedly like, what the fuck? <laughs> and the way that the story, this story was written was that like all of that, was happening in here and that was one of the many things that Borichter was tweeting he's like only one person gets yeah. to speak oh, it's not multiple there's not multiple people speaking into it and it's also Mahomes doesn't have a microphone he can't mm. you know so maybe it was like a, something that like a little coral on the sidelines or whatever but I mean we've witnessed uh, you know very clear beef uh, that Super Bowl winning year between Biennemi and Kelsey. I mean, they like shoved each other at one, oh, yeah. at one point on the sidelines, and then they had like a big giant bear hug after they won it all. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some of that stuff that happens on the sideline anyway. But I know, man. But I just wonder if, I mean, for at two, if I'm probably, I've probably three years in a row, we've seen really slow starts from the D like six weeks and we're like what the f-? and then they kind of like fig- find their stride mm-hmm. and they they improve they're never elite no. but they improve um and i don't you know i don't know i don't know what we witnessed in the second half of that <laughs> Bengals game but <laughs> it, no it, idea what happened offense and defense th- th- we had a three touchdown lead i yeah. mean i know that again th- it's the 2020s and the whole league has been aimed at offense and passing and quarterback prowess for years. It's just the way they've, it was when, before it was a thing, like commentate, everybody would say, this is the direction the league wants things to go. And then it went that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure rating sword, because who doesn't love watching Points. big, big pass playing, yeah. uh, you know, attacking offenses and, um, and so, I mean, you can't establish a three-score lead and let it completely evaporate on the defensive side, but you also can't expect to not score any more points for the second half of the game, no. especially... Especially when you fuck up the first half. You know, well... Not score any points right before half. Yeah, 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 that last possession. But, I mean, you, you had uh, especially... When you have a team like that Bengals team coming in, and I mean, I don't think we saw anyone cockier than Joe Burrow mm-hmm. late in the season, and we had just played them. And who was K- Case? Was that the where's the number one? Uh, Chase. Chase. That was yeah, because whoever yeah. was commented kept saying Chase is on the case. You know, kept just <laughs> lighting us up. That's and why they drafted him first. Yeah, I mean, so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, 
They weren't scared of us at all. No. It was the exact same playbook of the time we played them during the regular season. Yeah. Get up on them, and then they came back in the second half, and we were stupid at the end of the game. And Yeah. Well, I, I guess I guess I at this point, there's, I mean, I feel like all the big free agency splashes have probably already happened. So at this point, we have to, like, rely <laughs> on the draft and some of those draft picks being, like, ready to start. Yeah. You know, or start by week six or whatever. Cause did we sign Jarvis Landry? I think we did. We I did. think I think uh was he a Browns receiver? Yeah. Yes, we did. Good. Oh yeah. I saw that and I was like, cool. And then I saw like a couple people say that he was slow or something. I was like, I'm not I'm not gonna give this any energy right now. Yeah, no, he's, not that. He, he's younger than Tyreek, I think. Really? I think so. Okay. All right. Um but Anyway, uh, props to Travis Kelsey for putting <laughs> KC and championships and BC boys all on the map uh, in one breath. Yeah. Um, no sleep till Brooklyn. Uh, Rick Rubin, the famous producer, uh, hired the or, or made it happen so that this, the guitarist from Slayer came in and recorded that. Oh, really? Frank, yeah. Um, Paul That's Revere. Uh, like, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know that I could, like, off the top of my head, name another song like Paul Revere that has such a fascinating story. And yeah. I, I couldn't exactly tell you what's happening, but there's a, <laughs> a girl and some 40s and a wiffle ball bat and like a bar or something and like. I can't remember it all, but yeah, it stands out big time. Yeah, um, hold it now, hit it. Uh, kind of a tribal island. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. Uh, and then you get the brass monkey, <laughs> um, which I don't even. I mean, was that a was that a brand of forty? Oh, gosh, brass monkey. It's got to be something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Sam yeah. Milton had the was it Crazy Horse? Crazy Horse, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of the rappers from the late '80s, early '90s had Oldie. Yep. They would be drinking the '40s of Oldie and gin and juice. Gin, yeah, yeah. But then Brass Monkey. <laughs> okay, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think it actually. If I'm thinking right. It might be something to do with. Uh, I could be totally wrong. But I think it's something to do with like slipping a Mickey or something. You oh, know what I mean? For real? It might be. I don't know. Okay. I kind of. I I'm totally wrong. Right. Who knows? I yeah. Slipping a Mickey was our kind of nicest way of saying roofing somebody back <laughs> yeah. in the day, right? Yeah. I could be totally wrong. Now that's and and was slipping was slipping a Mickey because Mickey's <laughs> wide mouths was easier to like get your drugs into the person. Oh God. Forgot about Mickey wide mouths. Yeah. Uh, slow and low. Uh, was a really good right. good example of rock and rap kind of colliding, um, and uh, if memory serves, it was this at least the second, if not the third, White Castle reference on the record. It's like, <laughs> um, I don't if we you know again going back to '86, uh, and you go like remember how like. 75th to like 80th and Metcalf 
was like kind of the restaurant mecca back mm -hmm. then. We had like, uh, remember La Cocina del Puerco? Mm -hmm. And then Fuddruckers. Fuddruckers. And there was uh, uh, definitely, a, that was where the White Castle was. Mm -hmm. I was never a fan. I always kind of thought it was I gross. I didn't like it. I mean, but people, like, you see, I see people, Casey people on, uh, you know, social media. If they're like going to St. Louis, that's like one of the first things people ask. It's not you're gonna see the Arch Blues game, Cardinals game, mm -hmm. uh, City Museum. You're gonna go to White River. Castle. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get fucking twenty four of them and shit my pants on the drive back to the hotel. <laughs> get them at fucking Seven Eleven. I feel like I had. I feel like in the early '80s, I think I had White Castle in Atlanta, and I feel like it was um, not a not not terrible square patty on almost like kind of like a biscuit, mm -hmm. like biscuits and gravy, like kind it was of like a Hawaiian bun. You it know was. Ooh, I hate those. I mean, it wasn't. I don't think it was a Hawaiian bun, but it was like that shape. Okay, like yeah, that, that size. And I remember. Like, I remember enjoying it. Like there was like kind of a buttery, crispy. Onions. Was there? Oh wow! For some but, reason, I think there was like little holes in the meat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. To get, like steam, yeah, steam the bun or cook the patty quicker or whatever. <laughs> but I remember like having it and being like, oh, this is you know, kind of like a. Uh, every once in a while, I don't go very often at all. But every once in a while. Uh, I'll make a bad decision and get McDonald's for breakfast <laughs> and like a sausage biscuit. Yeah. Like whatever. I don't know, man, 40, 35, 40 years later, there's still something about like, it's still just like, Oh man, this is the shit. Like from <laughs> childhood, like, so good. Yeah. Like I remember, you know, being cr creeped out. Uh, by in cutting <laughs> your hotcakes in the styrofoam and yeah. syrup like spilling and hit the squeak of the styrofoam <laughs> with your plastic knife, but still just <laughs> loving it. Like I'm, I'm eating McDonald's for breakfast. I got pancakes and syrup and a hash brown and sausage or whatever. This is shit. Yeah. Um, but this, but whenever I had White Castle for the second time or whatever time it was, just being kind of like, this feels like very mass produced and fakey and not there's not a whole lot of satisfaction yeah. like uh, in fact i don't even think i want to finish the <laughs> one but people go insane over it and obviously the beasties yeah. were yeah. big fans well, then they have like something called like the chicken rings or something or like stamped chicken rings like fried i don't know i think i, I remember that for some reason wow like like chicken fries from fucking burger king or whatever it was huh but it was just a ring of chicken, like, a, like an onion ring, but it was chicken fried. Know, I don't know. I, I feel Either like... way, it's gross. Yeah, I feel like even at a young age, I feel like I can remember being in the drive-thru and kind of looking at that lit up menu board and being like, I don't know what most of the stuff on here is. <laughs> like, you got your signature burgers and fries and there's beverages and all the other shit. It's like... Just give me a 20-pack. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then it closes though with time to get ill, um, which I mean, I think it's very safe to say <clears throat> like track one to 13, not a bad track. Yeah. Um, which is very rare for an album. Yeah. I mean, especially in the days of, uh, you know, back then everything, at least for me, was 
uh, on cassette. And uh, at the time, we didn't have, eventually, we had the, uh, what would they call it, like AMSS, the technology to, where you could, you could, if you pushed fast forward while it was in play mode, it would fast forward to the end of the song yeah, and pop out. That. We didn't have that in 86. <laughs> it was, no. you're working that boom box or whatever. And so if you, you know, <laughs> don't know the album too well or well enough, you can go past, you know, go into the song that you're trying to get to and you got to rewind and <laughs> back into the song before that. And, oh, man. But I don't think, uh, you know, I, if you sat me down in front of a boom box and put a pair of headphones in and put that album in, I don't think I would, and I had nowhere to be and nothing to, I don't think I would skip the song. I think it's really yeah. just remarkable. Yeah, I mean, recently I've been like, uh, it's like when I clean my house or whatever and I'll turn on YouTube, which is a fucking savior. Like yeah. I'll, you can get whole albums on YouTube. and mm-hmm. I've been going back and, for some reason, like music's just been kind of out of my life for like recently, like the last 10 years or so. I've just been just, I mean, I, there's music, but I've also been like, you know, I used to listen to like Grateful Dead. Dude, I, I mean, I was just about to say, you have, you're, you're back in the truck world. You were out of it for a minute, but a short minute. But I feel, I mean, God, what happened to that big, big giant gray that you had forever? Big gray truck? Um, did it get stolen or in an accident? One, uh, I think it was uh, Lisa and I went to. Is it Gojo's down on on down on Westport? Yeah, yeah. Used to be there. Uh huh. We went there for something like on a Thanksgiving night before Thanksgiving, and I left my truck there, and somebody smashed a window and tried to steal it and really fucked it up, but didn't like steal tore, it. Like tore up the steering column and just enough that. Fuck it, <laughs> you know, like time to move nothing on. To move on. Yeah. You had that, you had that truck for a while. Yeah, it was a good truck. It was a really good truck. <laughs> uh, many nights in shotgun, uh, going to parties or whatever. Ro- always roadies had that center console <laughs> yeah, room for console. room for a roadie each. That was probably like the widest truck. Yeah, it was so fucking was... wide. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I feel like it was that truck. I don't know, but I remember like getting in there for something and you know you're like probably moving stuff maybe maybe somebody else was with us and somebody had to get in the back and you're moving stuff and there was like a a case logic or something something that was like full of cds and i remember flipping through you you probably had to pow in there but i think Mm -hmm. there was a lot of grateful (laughs) dead and i was like what the fuck and you're like what do you mean i I love i listen to grateful dead all the time i was like what I mean, yeah. I knew you, I knew you always liked them, but I didn't know that you like actively were listening to them regularly. Um, that stems from college. Yeah, I so living with Earnhardt. Oh, man, <laughs> man, I know. Uh, so I was trying to. Okay, so did you move to Lawrence? First of all, how's do we need to pause real quick? Or I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you move to Lawrence in the fall of '93? Did you freshman semester? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And who did you live with? Uh, it was just Eric and I. Really? A uh, little apartment off uh, 1215 Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, I definitely was there a couple times. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got pictures to prove it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I probably don't want to see those, at least not on not with cameras rolling. Um, uh, were you guys the one that met 
Todd. Todd, the redhead yeah. <laughs> dude. Was he yeah. next door to you guys? He uh yeah, next door. Now now he was cool. Yeah. And and then I feel like maybe he was less cool after did somebody end up living with him? Did Mike live uh, with him or no. Nobody ever lived with him. No, none of our was, friends. Was yeah. Canning just over there hanging out enough that he knew him? Probably. Um Yeah, Todd Hooper. I think Hooper? Probably, yeah. Todd yeah. I'm friends with him on Facebook, but uh Yeah, he was next door and he was a uh, he's probably at least cuz he used to buy us beer. Yeah. Cuz we were obviously underage. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I think he's probably like maybe almost ten years older than we are. He was was he a pretty big stoner? Oh yeah, yeah. He ripped yeah. like three foot <laughs> bong hits like it was nobody's business. Yeah, and did, was he pretty into the dead or? Uh yeah yeah he's he, I mean we hung out with him so he's cool like, yeah I mean, um yeah I thought about him in a long time but so so you and Hart had a place and did you guys live together for a year mm-hmm. and then after that year. Uh, moved in with Canning and remember Dave Bronson, but yeah, Tillery's friend. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Never moved in with us. Wha- wha- we were all fucking. <laughs> he wasn't stoners. partying like you guys were. No. Oh, was he upset? Like visibly upset all the time? Oh yeah. Or? Oh shit. Yeah, because we would have a. We'd have. You remember that? You remember the house like seventeen twenty five Ohio? Mm-hmm. I mean vaguely. And it was it was a four bedroom house. Uh, Pretty fucking cool. I, I was really impressed with it. We lived we now lived next to. Uh, oh my god, what was the name of that band? Oh, there's some hard metal band, but we were scared of them because the house was like covered in bushes and slack jaw. Oh yeah, that was the name of it. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So uh, Bronson. So we would have these parties, and we'd just be up all night. And he'd wake up the next day, and he'd be like, "You guys are still awake." I had to study and it was like middle of the week and like <laughs> yeah he got tired of it so he left and then Glick moved in and fuck. was that where the infamous fight with Sims happened Mm-mm. no that was the other house that was at um alright well so where did Hart go uh after that Hart went to Montana oh so he's been there since 94 95 shit yeah 95 wow <laughs> what, what took him there I think he just wanted to get away yeah but how did he Settle. How did he land on that? Um, uh, I think he just. I think he wanted to be in like forestry and stuff, and wanted to be a park ranger. I guess. Um, as far as I can remember, is there a wheat and a rumpy with my name on it over there? Yeah. Oh, can you make that happen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it? Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah. So, you wanted to get into, like, forestry and stuff? Uh, Yeah, as far as I remember. Um, But I love that house. That was the house that everybody used to come up and just eat mushrooms. and. Which which one? The 1725 with canning. and so your Harden. second place. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's gone now, but... Like, torn down? Yeah. But that was that... Uh, I remember one time... <laughs> I think it was like Christmas break. You remember we all, we used to all get together on Christmas break. We'd all come back to Kansas City. And oh, yeah. Like, so we were in Lawrence. So everybody would come up to Lawrence. And we'd just have a huge mushroom party or whatever. Yeah. And 
I think we went to the park. Um, that park right down the street. It was two blocks from the house. And this huge Bronson. Park. This is Bronson still living there. <clears throat> um, maybe probably not. Okay, now it's glitch. <laughs> At Christmas, yeah. What what a what a change up. Yeah, to go <laughs> from fuck. Um, but uh, yeah, we all either somebody ate mushrooms, or everybody had acid, and we we're just you know just hanging out and um. We went to this park and there was all this like uh, stockings hanging from these trees just randomly. Like Christmas stockings? Like weird, yeah. Okay. Like it was real. <laughs> I mean, that is, it's one of my random memories, but like we all took stuff off the trees and like I still had some of this stuff for a long time that were in the stockings, just like little trinkets and stuff. And I don't know where I was going with this, but. It was just one of those weird memories. I yeah. Had from like, I mean. Well, you, I mean, you said you you loved that house. So, so Bronson. What did Bronson last a year? No, I think he was gone by semester. Okay. So he probably wasn't there toward okay. Christmas. But um. And then when that was that, I'm assuming that was a year lease. Yeah. And then when that lease was up, what was next? Um, I it was the house. So Canning went and lived with Kirkwood in that little crazy uh fun house that was like the floors were slanted and like uh i just got stuck with fucking gilman and glick and jennings and marty smith all living together yeah it was uh this huge house like i think it was 13th in kentucky okay and i lived in the basement oh i remember that and that's the house that glick and sims got in the fight yeah uh i remember being there and like we were everybody was upstairs hanging out partying or whatever but then there was a moment where i was like downstairs in your room with you and i feel like maybe you voiced a sense of unhappiness or displeasure like maybe they were like like you had a cat and they were like disrespecting was it jerry (laughs) yeah from pv Mm -hmm. no i got jerry when i lived in that house okay but you had a fat orange cat in pv too more yeah. damn fuck <laughs> you're gonna have to put like uh i should you know like a a wall of fan you know with pictures picky. <laughs> picky was my first cat <laughs> she was a, she lived in the apartment the first apartment okay but i remember and we weren't i don't know maybe we had a bat hit or something we were but we we chatted because i mean we were like i don't at some point we were writing what like we were in touch oh yeah um and I just remember you like uh, this vibe of I wish things were a little different. And I, I don't remember if it had to do with the cat or not respecting your space or what. It, but it I was like, a oh, up time, yeah. what's that? It's just, just a messed up time. For, I, didn't, I, I didn't like it in that house at all. Oh, I hated it. I fucking hated it. For a whole year? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. I've talked to uh, the kids. Um on a number of occasions about the feeling of not liking where you live. And if you're, I've been in situations where, or, or maybe it's only one where, uh, you know, I'm in school full time and I'm working full time. And I mean, you know how it goes. I mean, you're most of your week is full of working hours. Um, cause you're trying to, pay stuff off and do stuff to your house and um have you know also try to squeeze in a little bit of quality of life but um if you're in this loop of 
like working a, a ton and feeling like it's really hard to see the progress that you that you're convinced that you're working towards and probably are working towards like you can turn around and a, a chunk of time has gone by and you're mm-hmm. like I fucking hate this <laughs> and so if you're away from your home for most hours of the day for most days of the week and then you don't really look forward to going home it sucks yeah. I mean yeah and doing it for a year I mean th- I think of situations I was in I think I was only in it for half a year or a semester but you did it for a full a full lease yeah well I, I got kind of swindled into that you know like uh yeah you said you got stuck with yeah because uh Eric left and then Candy went to live with Kirkwood and I'm like I don't have anybody to live with like and then Candy they... and Kirkwood had a place just the two of them mm-hmm. that sounds like that's still like an that's odd weird. yeah you know or fucking 19, 20 years yeah. old. Yeah, and you know, yeah. oh, you, oh, come yeah. on. Yeah. S- sign right here. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's, I'm not trying to like be weird or anything, but it's a, it's a teeny tiny bit peculiar that they didn't like <clears throat> forge an obvious closeness over the year. It doesn't, I mean, it wouldn't have just, I'm talking like my only reference is our text thread. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. and maybe they text yeah. privately, but it doesn't seem like they're, it doesn't, they're not, they don't dislike each other, but you would think that. I think it was for a while, but like they were know. close. Yeah, and then, um, uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, so like actually, by the end he of went the, to live with Kirkwood, and then you got stuck. Yeah, then by the end of the lease of the house that I was in with all those guys, um, like in May, whatever, whatever school was over, like they all started moving out, and I was like, where, where are you guys going? And then all of a sudden, like all these other people were moving in. I'm like. Nobody told me anything. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Who, I mean, was everybody's uh, name on the lease, like, as equal partners? Or? Um, I don't think mine was. Okay. And um, that makes it even weirder. Yeah. And then, so, I was like, what the hell's going on? And then they're like, well, we just thought you'd stay here during the summer with these people upstairs. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So, I had to call my mom and be like, I've, I got nothing. <laughs> I don't know where to go. So, I had to move back with my mom. Oh, you moved back into... Tonganoxie. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that at all. Uh, this Everybody was gone out of state. I mean, pretty much. It was... Uh, right, but I mean, even for somebody that would come back for summers, Thanksgivings, and Christmases, I don't remember. That doesn't ring a bell at all for me. Yeah. I think did it was you, about that time, like... I don't know. It was weird. Did you... Were you already... Did you already have the red truck by then? Um, let me see. I had a black truck. The black truck after, because I had that Hyundai. Remember that white Hyundai? <laughs> Little stick Leftover from Stacy Johnson era? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I haven't thought of that car in a minute. I still had that car at that house, but then I moved out, and then I moved to my mom's, and then I was like, you know, I was just, I was just working, and I had no expenses. Now so. now this is starting to sound a little familiar. And so I got the, the truck, and then I actually lived there for about a year, and then I went back to Lawrence and lived in this basement apartment, which I don't think anybody really... Canning was living with uh, Chad. Wow. <laughs> were they the house where they got the knock? Yeah. <laughs> but it was before that. It was like oh, wait. No, no, that. no. No. Didn't he live... He lived with Tag when that happened. Tag. That's what I'm thinking. Tag and Chad, wasn't it? Where, where, was that the same house? 
Jeez, I don't remember. Yeah, that. I don't either. Something like that, but it was, it was pretty much just Canyon and I and Lawrence for some reason. I don't remember where everybody else went, but you went back to so Tonganoxie for a year, and you went back to Lawrence and were in a basement apartment <clears throat> with who? Uh, myself, with Jerry and Tabby. And how was that? I didn't. I didn't mind it. Why did you go back to Lawrence? I just wanted to get out of my home house. Yeah. And like so, I was just I was painting houses, and that's all I did, and just working. Okay. And then I think after that, that lease expired after a year, and I actually moved back with my mom. No shit. For maybe six months, and I'm like, yeah, I'm out. And so, and, and Jesse's obviously in the picture of Tongan for talking Tonganoxy. Yeah. And things have things always been cool with you guys? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. There um, was never a, like a honeymoon period where you're like, I don't know about this guy. He was always just kind of cool on your radar. Yeah, I mean, he's been with my mom since I was a, probably senior in high school. Wow. Uh, so you, okay, back so yeah. to Lawrence and then back there for six months and then where? And then I moved into this place off by uh, Railsdale Park. Okay. It's like this, I have no idea why I moved in this place, but it was, I was probably the only white guy and it was. So you fit in really well. Yeah. And there was a. Uh, you had your laceless Adidas and your gold chain and your. <laughs> yeah. So this is, I mean, this apartment was, it was, it was all right. I mean, I had, I had Jerry and Tabby with me. And then, um, at one point they were leasing the apartment above me was to, um, like these people that are getting out of, or like on probation or it's getting like a, out of jail. Like a program. Yeah. And so at one point this guy moved in and he would just blare his music. This, all this day, sounds all familiar. Night. And I complained numerous times. I actually talked to him. I was being cool, you know, and he he would he would turn up his music and just leave his apartment. And like at one point I was like it was Christmas night or something and he just I swear he had his speakers just laying on the ground, blaring in my apartment. And I think one time I came home from work and I noticed <clears throat> some powder on my couch. Like there's like, like I walk in and there's a wall cause then the hallway is out over here for the, the hallway for the whole apartment complex. And then I was like, what is that trail? And then I started following the trail and there's a hole in the wall, like above the couch. And then I noticed a hole over here against the wall going into the bathroom. And then I noticed it went, through both sheet rocks of the hallway. What? And I started looking around in the bedroom and then in the shower curtain, there was a hole and I kind of moved the shower curtain and then this freaking bullet fell down to the, into the tub. Somebody shot a bullet through my apartment. Horizontally <clears throat> or from above? Uh, from like, there's like a, there's stairs going up right outside and like they shot it downish. So it went through the two walls from the outside to the living room, through the walls in the hallway into the shower curtain. One bullet made all these little trails and piles yeah. and holes. It was like a twenty-two. But so, I had actually worked later that day. Otherwise, I would have been in the bathroom, like post, cleaning up from yeah. construction because I just started working as an operator with cranes. Yeah, I was like, "What in the fuck?" So I called the cops and. All that shit and did a whole lot of good. I'm sure they were like, "We got him." Yeah, I mean, we found turned, him. It turned out to be the guy upstairs. But well, but did he have an altercation or was he like doing something to be a dick to you? I I, I think he was just be showing off to his friends. But 
my dumbass signed another six months in the apartment after that. This is still Rosedale. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you go after that? How was how was that additional six months? Uh, it was fine. No, no more yeah, issues. Stupid twenty year old. Um. Yeah. No more issues. Okay. Uh, Where and well, after that, where'd you go? No, uh, go ahead. I'm just gonna say uh, that's a that's the point when uh, Billy and Bean lived in the the tower. Potted plants off the balcony. <laughs> yeah. That's where I think that's where uh, Buenos Dias was born. <laughs> Billy's always had a knack for unique nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> wow, they, and they they had nothing but just mellow vibes. Not a lot happening. No, never, never any. Yeah, I mean, didn't wouldn't like Gilman go hang out with them and they would havoc or, or I mean or just party. I don't remember. No, I'm sure. I've heard. I'm I feel sure like I've is. heard stories of like. You know, out all night, close the bar, and then people are back at that place, and there's like stuff going on in a room that other people aren't even aware of, and <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> that was... So you, so so you signed. Are you hanging out with them when you are living through that additional six months? You're oh, yeah. hanging out over there a lot. Oh yeah, I okay. played a lot of frisbee golf because I just walk across the street and play. And fucking frisbee golf has been like <laughs> just sort sort of slowly. Like a slow morphine drip, just kind of like landing in my social media feeds, and it's it's mostly a lot of like hole in ones, you okay. know. And you 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 see it, and it's like this the f- the force with which they drive mm-hmm. is like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> and then in addition to that, like the the straightaway is like not that straight away. And there's, you know, once you get like, you know, a hundred yards, there's like lots of trees and branches oh, yeah, like, and then the shit fucking curves mm-hmm. in the basket. Like the, <clears throat> the ones that I see, like you follow, you can follow it. And then once it curves, it's, it'll switch to another camera and the, and there's <laughs> yeah. cling like in the basket <laughs> and they don't ever know until they like round the corner and get yeah. there. But I'm like, every time I see one of those clips, I'm like, I could so very easily like just overnight develop a frisbee golf. I love it. Habit. I'm going to start playing this summer. I mean, I would love to play. You know, remember remember when we used to play a little bit of regular golf? Mm-hmm. And it, it was always kind of comforting <laughs> like if we were both like what's up? Like yeah. We're going to lose 12 <laughs> balls a piece and they're going to worry about actual scores, but I'm so glad you're here. Like I would love to be there on that level. Not oh, like yeah. I want to fucking but just to Every once in a while, go out and play because I think they only play like twelve holes or whatever. Like frisbee golf. Yeah, that's eighteen. It's eighteen. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, Rosedale's the best. Oh, there's also a park up uh, north at um, it's called Waterworks Park. It's like um, Northtown. Um, is it like sixty? I think it's Oak Street, but it's like sixty nine going through downtown. Uh huh. Yeah, and it turns into the Burlington. Yes. Yeah, and then it's straight up that, and then it's right there. It's it's gorgeous, and that's like let's fucking play. All it's right. nice out now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I want to. I want to get back into it because I miss it. I miss it a lot. I I was really good at it. I played in tournaments and fucking when I lived over there. What <laughs> I was in clubs and shit. What? Yeah. <laughs> Like just because they were, uh, you were aware of them, or because you were good enough to like. I just had nothing else to do. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, see, I feel like that's kind of the overall vibe of frisbee golf. Yeah. Nothing else to do. I kind of like doing this. Yeah, and I met a lot of people over there, and like I just, I just go over there every night. It's like you know, like now when like the 
I get off at like three o'clock, three thirty. You know, I have like four hours, and I yeah. just walk over there and I take like beers in my <laughs> bag and sure, sure. play. And now, what uh, you did? You have your own set of discs, mm-hmm. and I still have them all. <laughs> and they're still like legit and usable. Like technology hasn't passed them. You don't know about yeah, that. I probably but, get some new ones. But are there <laughs> like this is a driving disc and this is a wedge disc and this is a put- putter? Yep. I totally want to do that. I'll do it. Uh, like if there's a you know a window from like nine to three on a Sunday, that'd be perfect. All right. Uh, because I'm I'm kid free and you know it's. Anyway, yeah, um, no, I totally do it because right. that's something I've been really thinking about, like getting back into. Because, yeah, I feel like uh, why not? <laughs> I've always known a, like a handful of you know two or three dudes for years that you know you see every so often, or maybe you just see them on social media. But they they kind of always are like, oh, you know, they kind of like a guy that'll check into a golf course on Facebook you know, check into Rosedale or check into that place. And it's kind of, it's all just kind of like very unassuming and kind of peaceful, this weird mix of peaceful and fun. And also it very, it it really lends itself to kind of like a stoner vibe. Even if you're not somebody that smokes marijuana, they just, you know, you go out and play that game and everybody's cool. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. Yeah. I would love to. If you get if you catch up to some group and they're like, eh, just play through, right, right, like, we should do that. But I mean, uh, so you so you sign on for an additional six months. Oh yeah, and yeah. then where do you go? Um, I moved out to. I was like, screw this. Uh, I moved out to uh, Fox Run over there, like seventy fifth and uh, Goddard. That's that's got to be two thousand ish when that I moved was... back, and you have the red truck. Yes. Wait. Is that the red truck then? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Because okay. it's a stick shift. I remember that. Yeah. Because I got that after my truck was stolen. Yeah. It got stolen at the place that Billy and Dave lived. The, the tower got stolen in that parking lot. Rainbow Towers, right? Yeah. Wow. While you, you like while you were there, it got stolen? Uh, we went out that yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. And then we came back, and I noticed my truck was gone, and I flip my shit <laughs> i love that truck how, yeah how I so flip your shit how i think i cried yeah i <laughs> I, I can imagine uh and uh yeah so i got the red truck and i moved to the fox run and i think yeah and i think billy and dave still live there and i actually parked my truck there again and the tailgate got stolen Get in the, the same parking lot. Wow. <laughs> that like, I, that sounds familiar. Yeah. So I never had a tailgate with that red truck for a long time. I just had a piece of wood. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been nothing but bad I got a piece of trucks. wood. You into that? <laughs> yeah. Um, man, uh, where would you guys go on those during that era? Where were the, the destinations? Um. Well, when they lived in that place, we would go down to 39th Street. Mm-hmm. You remember, um... Gilhoolies and shit? Yeah, and there was another one, um... There was a bunch down there. Uh, a place that used to go to all the time for steak night and... Oh, my God. Really? What was it called? Steak it was, it's night? It's still there. Um, 
uh, Frick and Frack. Yes, that's I mean, what it was. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those places that like Buzz got banned from because he was like <laughs> way too heavily involved in the cocaine trafficking ring of Kansas City. <laughs> just like moved yeah. back to town. It's like we're all going to Frick and Frack. Like, I'm, I'm permanently banned. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, it's a long story. Yeah, you remember Harlings? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, with the fucking stairs. Yeah. Well, the, the stairs up front, and then the floor was always the floor always had like soft pockets, you know. And then you go out on that like outside, and then it's like fire oh. fire escape stairs that were yeah. like you rickety. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't even know if that place is open. I don't think so. I think it. I think it survived much longer than anybody ever anticipated it would. <laughs> Like yeah. I feel like I went there three times, and then the following seventeen times that I went there, it was like, There's like four people. The there. place hasn't been condemned yet. Like, <laughs> all right, cool, I'll go, yeah. whatever. And the people always working or like you know, just disheveled and kind of like <laughs> half supporting like the local music scene. And you want know, Guinness? Uh, yeah. Ours when we pour our Guinness, like some gnats fall into your beer, but do you still want it? Yeah, all right, yeah. And then you step out back and you're like, oh my God, like what the fuck? This is, I feel like just, four feel stories right. could just <laughs> peel off of this yeah. and kill like 30 people. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so Frick and Frack, Harlings. I think it was the time. I remember Jervis Jort playing one night at Harlings. You remember that band? Was, uh, That's the kid. Yeah. The youngest McCaffrey. They're playing uh, in Martin City. Right on Saturday or whatever, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, really? Yeah, but it Tomorrow? was very, uh, well, I think it's, I think they're playing, I think their parade is Saturday, but I no. mean, I they had a, like a really groovy set and it was packed and people were really, yeah. good vibes, nothing, nothing to worry about, but uh, there was enough people and enough energy. I was like, I don't know how this building just doesn't disintegrate <laughs> with all these people in it. Like, yeah, yeah. this is so alarming. But yeah. somehow the code inspectors just keep fucking checking it off the box every year. So where where else would you guys go? Because you guys would have some wild nights, wouldn't you? Yeah, what, are you, uh, I think I don't. Did we go to Westport? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Frickin' Frack um, is basically Westport. Yeah, what's that other Buzzard Beach? Well, the Buzzard Beach is now closed. <laughs> That's where Dave and Stacy met. Yeah, I was there that day. Oh man, how like, they were just like ran both out with different groups of people. It, it was like a day trip, like uh, during the day for some reason. <clears throat> I don't Multiple know what was going groups on, of but, people uh, were at the Buzzard Beach for day drinking. Yeah, it was like me, <sighs> Billy Bean, and maybe Seth, and then like they were sitting back, and then somehow they started yelling at us. You know how it is back in back in. All I remember is that remember that giant. Uh, price shopper shopping car that used to drive around. For some reason, that was in the parking lot. <laughs> I don't remember what's going on that day, but yeah, I remember that they started talking. I mean, do you remember what his like signature, like identifiable? <laughs> <laughs> there were years like, where we could be like, "Give me one," <laughs> and he'd be like, "All right." And then it, it like evolved to a place where it'd be like, you gotta give me a second. I gotta warm it up, you know, get the oil circulating. And then, and she loved it. 
for a while. And then it got to a point where she would be like, no. And it was 86. But then there was a small period where he could sneak it in. (laughs) She would like, you know, go to the bathroom or something and be like, quick, give me one. Oh, man. (laughs) That shit was awesome. uh, We made Hoopers and they start, they put the full, uh, Pink Floyd the on wall, the, the wall yeah. on the jukebox, yeah, just to get everybody out. Yeah, Chad and uh, Dave, <laughs> Chad from Hoopers and Dave, no, no love lost between the two of them. Was Same that poop, was that his name? Uh, Chad Rock, remember Chad? Remember yeah. poop? Oh, uh, um, fuck, I can't remember his real name, Cubby, not Cubby. Yeah. Same dude that we would see at the bubble hockey <sighs> tournaments. Not no, that guy. It's a different. Poop, everybody called him Poop. Sounds familiar, but I can't picture who it was. I, I, uh, before COVID, I saw him at the Midland all the time. He worked at Midland. I'm oh like, wow! I'm like holy shit! He's like, I was like, do I call you Poop? Because I don't, <laughs> I don't know your name. <laughs> Is it Mister Poop now? Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Poop. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. So we, yeah, that was funny. Um, man, those. Uh, it's, it's weird that like, you know. We get to talking about like junior and senior year. Like it, it totally kind of just escaped my memory that Billy moved away, mm-hmm. and then he's back. Like, how did he wind up back here in that era? Because then he was gone again. He's kind of done this yeah, sort of like you, you with Lawrence and Tonga Noxy, <laughs> like Billy with Kansas City and Iowa. Yeah, and so I remember before he moved in with uh, Bean. He lived over off of like Roe and um, with his sister. Shell or Rosie? Yeah, I think it was uh, older sister. Shell. Yeah, Michelle. Yeah. And so, like, on, because I was living in Tonganoxie, so I would just drive to Kansas City and like nobody had cell phones or yeah. Yeah. pagers. <laughs> like, and so I would just drive like to Bean's house or Billy's house and be like, hey, what's up? And just show up at their house and be like, unannounced. <laughs> yeah. Let's go out. Never. Okay. No worries yeah. at all. Of, like catching somebody mid jerk or, you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever yeah. is going on. Like I just sat down to dinner, man. What are you doing? Like it was right totally now. acceptable back then. Mm-hmm. Um, have I've you, been doing that a lot. have you, are you aware of uh, Sebastian Maniscalco? He's a stand up comic. He's <laughs> like just textbook Italian. He's pretty funny. He's got a couple. He's got like two or three specials on Netflix. Um, but he has a bit um, where he talks about this very thing: people knocking on the door today, really, versus talking knocking on the door back then. And it was like back then, like somebody knock, the whole family would be like, "Oh my god, fuck!" You know, uh, open the and mom, mom had a uh, a cake. Like an Edmonds <laughs> cake that don't anybody touch that in case we get company. Don't touch that fucking cake. And then the company would show up and she'd bust out the Edmonds cake or whatever it was. And then yeah. Bru- and then brew some Sanka. And now Sanka. like somebody knocked, who the fuck ever we get down? Yeah. You know, like <laughs> so wildly different. Now. Like it, it went from an expected behavior to like a, how dare you yeah. without telling me you're going to come just... Anyway, I know, but man, we got, uh, I promised you get out here at 10. We're creeping on 11. So we want to wrap up for the, yeah, for the sake of 
bedtime and all that. Um, but we went down this rabbit hole of places he used to live to sort of like kind of touch base on the eras of your life where you listen to music and, and the eras where it kind of uh, went out the window for a, a reason or another. And uh, where we derailed was the gray truck. And at least in my mind, the gray truck and the grateful dead. Mm-hmm. Can you bring us back to <laughs> having uh, music in your life versus not here in the last 20 years? And, um, well, let's see. Um, Yeah, I mean, like... Grateful Dead. I know there's some Grateful Dead. I mean, I have so many tapes in my basement of just, like, random shit. I recorded off, like, the radio back when I was in college and smoking pot and... With hard, we made our own tape off covers. Off the radio in college. Yeah. Wow. It was, uh... What well, would your tape covers look what like? was the guy? It was, uh... We cut random shit out of the magazine. Oh, nice. Like, uh... I want to see those. Yeah. For sure. Um... The, what was, was the uh, guy, Doctor Demento? No, it was a local weird guy on the radio in Lawrence. I think he mm. had a weird name, like a, and he would talk over the songs and be like, "Shut up, just, fuck, get out of here." Yeah, I'll have to look it up. Um, Man, I um, I've had so many. It's sort of like uh, picking up a handful of sand. I've had, uh, that, like. It feels like, and it's an exaggeration, but I feel like I've had that many opportunities to actually live in Lawrence, <laughs> and they've all just kind of fell through. Cause for not for like bad reasons, but man, I, I all of those. I feel like all of those grains of sand, they feel like missed opportunities. Like I like it's such a cool town. It yeah, really, oh you yeah. know, I love Lawrence. Whether you're going to school or living with buddies or. Uh, maybe you wind up living there because you're playing in a band or whatever's going like. I mean, my t- today, I, I happen to be sitting at my um, dining room table working on something, and I saw the ma- I saw the mail mailman walk across and put something in my whatever. So I went and checked, and it was just it was literally it was all this clink 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 clink, clink and I and it was one little piece of junk mail i was like what the fuck it sounded like he was wedging like seven magazines and four bills (laughs) and a couple of flyers and and uh and i it it, it, oftentimes when if i happen to be there when the mail is delivered and and it sounds like that it usually means that they couldn't fit it all so there's some stuff that has fallen to the chute and some stuff that's sticking out so i opened the door and there was this big bulge something on the floor between the front door and the storm door. I'm like, what the fuck? There's a little paper bag and a card. And the card said the Johnsons. I was like, what is this? So I brought it into the kitchen and I opened up the bag and there's two huge tricolored shamrock cookies. Hmm. And the card is from uh, the lady that used to live across the street. And it just... Uh, miss you guys. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Blah blah blah. I'm just like, dude, like, such good people. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, and it was like, <laughs> miss you, uh, man. I miss you too. Um, and uh, she she had two kids. She has two kids. Um, and they're actually. I mean, I'm sure you've met them. They they were all three of them she and her two kids were here for the night that i hosted advent dinner in december yeah, I heard you um remember. their cards hanging on the door in the dining room 
Um, but her boy was pretty, you know, he, I don't know. He was a sophomore or something when, when we moved in and her daughter is a few years younger, but her daughter babysat for years and still, I mean, she just babysat a couple of weeks ago, but you know, they eventually they moved out. And so she's just in this huge house all by herself. So she mm-hmm. sold it and her mom lives in Lawrence. So she moved to Lawrence. She's living in her mom's basement. And then eventually she bought her own place. And uh, when she sold the place, she's like, I'm going to go live with my mom in Lawrence for a little bit. And then I'll, I'll eventually buy a house. I don't know where I'll buy. I kind of thought she would probably buy closer to KC since that's where her kids are. But she bought a place in Lawrence. And she's here all the time. I mean, she drops stuff off sometimes. Her, her daughter is like, oh, yeah, my mom's always here. And uh, she th- her doing that selling that place and moving to Lawrence and living there not only in her mom's basement, but now in her own place is one of, I don't know how many times where I've heard somebody's story and been like, I want to live in Lawrence, you know? And I, (laughs) I, I I mean, I was after freshman year, I was on a lease. I was coming back. I went to Colorado. I had all my, you know, and worked at the Y and lived with Weaver and all that shit and uh, transferred to KU I put down a deposit uh, to live with uh, Gilman and Kirkwood and I want to say Sims. I don't remember. But but Marty Smith ended up taking my place because I ba- I backed out at the last yeah. minute. And there and that's yeah, it was Sims Probably because definitely. Susie lived there. Remember Susie, McConnell's yeah, sister? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that I I I was I was that close to living in Lawrence and I never did and I yeah. never have. <laughs> but uh, I've always spent a lot of time there. Um, it's uh, I don't know. I just got a fond place in my heart for it. Oh yeah, I love Lawrence. I yeah. want to go back and just get a hotel room and just wander around Lawrence, right, <laughs> for like a week. Yeah, just like if go, you could, if yeah. you could get the the rate of a hotel room for one night for a week, <laughs> for just, whatever reason, somebody just gifts yeah. you that and you can just go do your thing. Or just a weekend and like yeah, man, uh, that'd be awesome. See shops and hotels and. Go up to the field house and out to Clinton Lake, and mm. this is where Green Eggs and Ham Jam was, and it, it <laughs> evolved into Omega, yeah. which evolved into Wakarusa, which moved to Arkansas. I mean, yeah. I don't know. There's so many things that are cool about yeah. the town. But anyway, the point, again, was you <laughs> having music in your life. Yes. And uh, you uh, for let's just look at the last 25 years or so uh there are times when it's been kind of a presence and times when it hasn't uh when it has been what have you been listening to um gosh i don't i mean it really has been anything i've actually just loved you know like like an album like it was just random songs on the radio or whatever. Sure. Or, or, but I mean, um, again, I have that memory of the at least one vehicle of yours where you had mm-hmm. a travel pouch of something Still that had, it. okay, it's okay. I, I mean, I want to see it because I I can't picture it, but I know it existed, yeah, and, and I know there was a heavy CDs. heavy amount of Grateful Dead in there. Mm-hmm. Do you have any? Are there any Grateful Dead album titles that stand out or? Um. I mean, it's all like the studio stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking but, live. I'm talking studio. Um, gosh, I mean, every time I like, I drive down to Oklahoma or whatever, I pull all my CDs and put them in the front seat and just go through them all. 
you know, a lot of them's like, you know, like a Sh- Shania Twain song that I randomly bought the CD sure. for from like probably a girl or something. Or sure. Whatever. Now, in that uh, situation, if you bought the Shania Twain album, do you listen to the whole album? Or do you um, listen to your favorites and then get it out of there? Just the favorites, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, okay. Uh, uh, what else is there? There's a. Uh, but recently, I mean, uh, with like Pandora and other stuff and Spotify. I recently bought Apple some music. earbuds for the first time in my life that I'm like, why am I? Why have I not been wearing these before? So, like, when I'm at work, like. Now, wait, when you say earbuds, you're not talking AirPods. No, just like. The actual target plugs into your phone or whatever? Mm, or is it Bluetooth? Like, yeah, they're just Bluetooth. And you listen um, to that when you're driving? No. Okay. Um, I listen to it when I'm at work. Okay. But uh, recently, because a lot of times I'll be by myself at work, just in the lab doing stuff. So I'll just play like. Uh, Pandora, Grateful Dead, or today I listen to like. Cat Stevens, mm. and it's kind of bringing me back. To What's his fucking name now? Yosef something. Or other. Something. Yeah. I I, he was in the news like not too long ago. Oh really? Yeah, I forget. Well, he. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just kind of like I'm trying to bring myself back to the roots of like what I did in college, like because I was God. Like I miss the music, like of just I don't know what happened to me, but I just stopped listening to like stuff that I. Love. Well, you get busy doing other shit, man. Yeah, you get into fucking TV shows or books or uh, chicks. Chicks, <laughs> or you have two jobs, and when you're home, you sleep or yeah. what? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean that, that's why I like come over to your house. You always have music playing. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah, you know, it, I mean, fuck. I mean, like, uh, what was it like? I think it was right before the pandemic, like 2019, I went to a concert with that nurse friend of mine. Yeah. I saw Dave Matthews in St. Louis. Yeah, I was just going to say, did you go to St. Louis for that? Yeah, and she uh, just telling me, like, you know, Dave Matthews got her through all this shit, and, you know, like, I mean, that's that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's what music's for. It's like, yeah. I have uh, a pocket of uh, post-college where I'm doing, I might have, I mean, near graduation, I, I I was splitting restaurant time with social work time, and then I graduated and thought, like, I accepted a full-time social work position, but quickly realized that it didn't pay enough for me to pay my bills and buy music and marijuana and drink and all that stuff, so yeah. then I went right back into there. Anyway, uh, I ended up dating uh my college crush and she lived above this sub shop uh like it's a notorious it's uh uh stone i think it's called stonehouse subs on like ninth or 10th street in downtown durango and there was just a you know just an apartment just a little one bedroom uh not not even it had a bathroom and a kitchen and then like a a a living room or family room and she had a futon. Um, and, uh, we were whatever hot and heavy for six or eight months. And I mean, every Friday night, you know, I was over there after work. Um, and we would go out and we'd come back and, you know, whatever we would, whatever we would do, uh, we would be awoken, uh, at like, you know, 
4.45 to the sound of clinging pots and sheet trays and the dish machine starting and the uh, yeah. just because the, they're showing <laughs> up to like bake bread and fucking prep and shit for the day. Um, but she was in a real heavy Dave Matthews pocket and a real heavy Lilith Fair pocket. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you... Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got like um, Sarah McLaughlin mm-hmm. and... Um, shit. Uh, there's... Uh, Natalie, somebody Cole. I I I could look at my tapes in the next room and rattle off a bunch because <laughs> I taped a bunch of the CD. Anyway, uh, very because her she just six disc changer always on shuffle. Six disc. Yeah, man. Yeah, and it, you know always at just like the right volume where it's not overbearingly loud, but it's loud enough that you can like hear the lyrics and the songs. And I mean through like evening hangout to late night partying to you know dawn's first light like music just always playing and i sean cole sean cole and a bunch of others but anyway point being uh it's funny how i can almost kind of like we talked about photo albums you know you know oh this takes me back to Mm -hmm. this apartment where i blah 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 or wade laird or tongue noxie or what T- Todd Hooper? I mean, like, there's funny little pockets of music where it's like, oh, you know what I mean. But yeah. well, I agree. Um, so many of those pockets, they're all significant in their own ways, and some of them have kind of like, you know, kind of fallen through the the grill grates into the the ash receptacle where I can't really like put a finger on them anymore, but I don't really think, um, any of them. And maybe this is just youth and going back to a time before we used to destroy brain cells, but 1986 and the, you know, sort of the, the comet's tail that existed between when license to ill came out and when it landed in our radar and what it became over time yeah. like that. It's tough to top that. I mean, that fucking beastie boys, man, it's really, really still weird to me that one of the beastie boys is no longer with us. I know. And there's, I feel like there's so many people walking around the planet today that don't even, they're not even aware even of who they were and what are. they did. Yeah, man. You the fight or what? Fight yeah. <laughs> Why is the monkey brass? What is Kelsey saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Music. Well, um, we should get you out of here because I think it's now it's past both our bedtimes. Yeah. And but, you made uh, a super duper friend effort to come <laughs> do this with me tonight. And I, I love you and I can't thank you enough for yeah, it. Yeah. Um, it's been fun. Like I, oh, I was nervous about it. Well, dude, <laughs> it's I'm ner- I'm nervous every time. I get a little more comfortable every time afterwards, and then when the next one is like an hour away, I'm like, fuck. Um, yeah. But I really appreciate it, and um, maybe if you uh, are going along in your travels and make a few notes about um, some times where music has been in your life that you remember more clearly or if new pockets evolve and we wind up with enough 
curiosity to want to do this again. I mean, oh, yeah. love to have you back. No, guys, I mean, I've been starting to, like I said, I've been listening to a lot of the Grateful Dead and Fish and, uh, fuck it, what was I listening to? Like I said, Cat Stevens, but it also, you know, Pandora does. Like, oh, man. To, so do you, do you <clears throat> like stuff or you just let it roll? Uh, I just let it roll. Man, I, for like uh, two years, when I first got into Pandora, like straight, <laughs> like, dislike, like, dislike, like, dislike, and then one day Sean Smith is over. And he was, I was like, oh man, man, I've been doing this, and I, 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 they start feeding me the same shit over. He's like, yeah, that's what happens if you like shit. <laughs> if you just let it roll, they'll just keep feeding you yeah. newer, different, very like all. And I was like, it's the most Sean Smith thing ever, man. Like, <laughs> fuck, I wish <laughs> I would have known that. Because now, because I mean, I don't, I don't really do a lot of Pandora anymore. But after he told me that, you know, a lot of that, is, a lot of my Pandora time would be at the gym. You know, and and so every time I could, if I'm like doing setups or whatever, in a in a song that I love, that I've it's starting to annoy me, that I've heard it so many times, I'd take my phone out and take away my thumbs up <laughs> to hope that I could scale back to not yeah. liking anything to where it just gives me new music. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, I mean, like the Cat Stevens radio was playing a lot of uh, Almond Brothers and, mm. and some other. I'm like, holy. Fuck, I haven't heard this song in forever. Allman Brothers, man. Yeah. So much good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Like, I mean, and then it'd go back to like, to play another Cat Stevens song. I'm like, fuck, yes. This is awesome. Yeah. He wrote a lot of good stuff, yeah. too. I miss me. I'm, I really need to get started back in the music. But. I mean, do any of your siblings listen to music? Uh, yeah. Um, not as much as I mean, like, uh, I don't know. Like, um, like it's more like uh, like Christian music. I was gonna say stuff. either Christian or country. Yeah. Feels like it's got to <laughs> be their wheelhouses. What What about Carrie? I'm not sure. No, probably. I don't think they really do a lot of music. Okay, no. are you um, at least with Patrick and Heidi? Are you? Are they people that you like? Oh yeah, yeah. Talk okay. about things that they're into, and mm-hmm. are either of them? I don't think so. No. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, um, yeah. not everybody is. Yeah, some people are into other shit. I just want to get back to her because, like you said, like I mean, it's like a. Uh, there's certain songs that remind, remind me of stuff, and yeah, like, you know, like the song September by the. You know that song, September by. Um, you said September. I thought November rain, Guns like, N' Roses. <laughs> like uh, in September. Oh God! Shit. It's that Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. Do yes. you remember? I love that song in the fall. Oh, like, yeah. If it comes oh, on the radio, I turn it off. Oh man, unless yeah. it's in the fall because it reminds me. Yeah. Of the fall. Yeah. So, like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, like I said at the top, I don't know why. I feel like it's an accurate memory, but it could be 100% inaccurate that for a small window of time, maybe it was when we were part of the Jamming on the Wand Club that we would call Matthew T. Gronky, <laughs> even though it's Meg, Matthew E. Thank you, dude. It. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Um, let's get you out of here so you can get to bed and All right. go do your 18-hour shift tomorrow. All right. Thanks, thank brother. You. See you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Thank you.